actually, um, I'm a street kid. You know, I grew up, um, I'm the youngest of eight, um, in a single parent household. Um, my mother, you know, she worked hard every day. She, she passed at an early age, age 50, actually, working so hard, you know, just to keep food on the table for, you know, eight kids. And uh, it was a rough, um, it was a rough childhood, but it was something that I wouldn't change um, for the world because it gave me character, it gave, it built me, it made me who I am today, you know those um, values instilled in me as a kid, you know, um, yes, ma'am, please, thank you, yes, sir, um, no, sir, you know, um, little things um, go so far in life, you know, first impression is a last impression, lasting impression, that's something uh, my mother taught me. And, uh, we had a creative meeting, and there was, it was, it was a full house that day, there was probably eight to ten people, okay, and I remember, you know, sitting there saying, if we would put the belt on anybody in the company who would it be okay unanimous around the table booker t everyone in that room and i'm sitting there and i'm head of creative and i'm like then that's <laughs> it's booker t what what, what 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 are we doing it's booker t now you finally got the wcw title if i'm correct on the night that hogan walked out yeah now that was bash at the beach and not a lot of people knew at the time what was happening and still don't any idea what was going down on that night um, to sum it up, it was uh, Hulk Hogan, um, Vince Russo, um, colliding, uh, so to speak. One guy wanted to do this. One guy had creative control, um, which is Hulk Hogan and his contract, and he didn't want to do that. No. I remember Hulk had a match, and he had a match against Jeff, and I knew in my mind Hogan was going to want to win the belt, okay? And I knew in my mind, everybody in that room agreed that Booker is going to be the champion. Booker is going to be the champion, okay? So now <clears throat> I write the, the script. Johnny Ace has to present it to Hogan, okay? Johnny Ace presents it to Hogan. Johnny Ace reports back to me. Hogan hates it. Okay, no problem. I say to myself, you're not winning the belt. back it's the new blood rising podcast this week is uh blood has been drawn <laughs> it's, a, it's a first blood podcast <laughs> bring the bell <laughs> and if folks it ain't gonna be a scratch on the back it's gotta be full blood from the head remember jr <laughs> why would i have to call the match jr no, no i talked to earl in the back that's so gonna take a lot that's gonna take a lot of blood to stop this match <clears throat> 
I had, you know what, I had, I had totally forgotten about it in Hebner bit. Because remember we used to bust balls about him wearing that t-shirt in TNA and says, I screwed Brett. Yeah, I'm we proud saw it of. at that house show. Oh. Remember, do you remember in Backlash 2004, after Romania 2000, Benoit got the belt. Mm-hmm. They redid the match at Backlash in Edmonton. So he's the champ in Edmonton against Hunter and Sean. Oh, I didn't know they did that. No. And then Sean has him in the sharpshooter and Hebner runs out. And the crowd goes nuts because they think they're going to do the swerve. But oh. they don't. It's a... It's um, <laughs> it ends up just being a bit of the match, and I was like, I totally forgot about that. No, that is crazy. All right, so once again, it's the New Blood Rising podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a first Burt match. <laughs> I talked to Hebner. It's gonna have to be a hell of a belt. <laughs> there might have to be bile coming out for that to count. Is it juicy? <laughs> <laughs> This week is very important. We've we've hinted at this for months. It is Bash at the Beach 2000. Woo! Mm-hmm. We are going to be getting into some interesting territory here because I think we talked about how simultaneously the biggest high, maybe the biggest low for WCW. So um, <laughs> we have so many great little pictures of Tony Schiavone. Oh, there's one where he was looking at the camera like this. How are you? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> this is awful, isn't it? <laughs> is he oh, had that look man. like a speed dater who's just like, all we gotta yeah. do is wait for oh, the bell? He's number eight. He's number eight. <laughs> yeah, he has that look so like, well. I just watched Gone with the Wind. Have you? Have you seen it recently? <laughs> I could fly and cause some problems. <laughs> mm. So, Bash of the Beach 2000. I'm, of course, I'm William Rink, and I'm joined by Jason Keesler, the great Charlie Stabile. We are looking at, uh, you know, just an incredible pay-per-view. And, you know, there, so many times we just dive right into the stuff. And it's time to, we can afford now to kind of let this stuff breathe a little bit. So, quick thing, funny thing. Yesterday was uh, our baby shower for, for our, our young Three one. Three men and a baby. Yeah, it was. <laughs> for, for my young one, Wyatt will be coming in September. So, that's why we're, we've been kind of going on this hellacious run of it's podcasts. Good, because he's bringing hell away. He's bringing hell away. <laughs> <laughs> You tell him I'm coming. Right here still, Will. <laughs> but um, it was funny yesterday. Of all the presents I get, and or we get, I'm sorry, me and my wife get for our son, we get... Uh, <laughs> you're, you're claiming that you're... <laughs> I'm claiming you're, That's my change. We in the, I knew you would. <laughs> Damn, that's why I put that little $25 gift card. That's for Amanda. <laughs> you balance it out. Yeah, I, did. I look across the table of gifts, and there's ranging from wrapped gifts. There are bags that are have these ornate "It's a boy, it's oh. a baby" type of things, and then there's a Target bag. <laughs> there's a Target bag. I tied it. T- <laughs> I look inside. Surprise. Now the preface I got from Charlie was. These presents are either for you or for him. I'll let you decide. And I'm like, oh, I, I knew immediately what it was at that point. And I open it up, and it's a Bret Hart figure. And sure enough, a 2005 Hall of Fame Hulk Hogan figure, which, based on current events, might become a hell of a collector's item. I found it. And, and the first thing I think immediately is, how the hell am I going to get Hogan in the sharpshooter with this figure? <laughs> going back to like the old... like. What was the what was WWF brand figures like back in the day? What was the well, there was Hasbro. The Has- was, those were the old ones that I used to get, and then but the ones that I loved were the Jax figures. Well, yeah. Jax were good, but you talking about the ones that were just like the solid rubber knock people out when you hit them. Well, remember you know? WCW a great mm-hmm. WCW, the the original. They were the, the original line. Not that line they had in the in the no, late no, no, 90s. no 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 yeah. Talking like the Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson became bold after 
you know, too many Stargates. His, I mean, his, the ass paint was the gone because yeah. too many oh. uh, DDTs. But the great thing about that figure, you could do a spine buster and you could do a DDT with it. Yes. And, and they both looked really good. Yes, and Luger could do the rack. Luger could do the rack. Because he was posing. Sid, Sid could do the powerbomb. Yep. Yeah. He was, he was you're you're going to take it. Sid, I always was like, he had a great diving clothesline from the top row. Oh, yeah. He had little veins on his hand. Like, 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 this is pretty detailed. I've got 2,000 moves you can do with my figure. <laughs> but, he uh, moves better than Sid does. He's some kind of tough guy. The other thing, though, I really wanted to... Uh, this week has also been great. We've gotten a, an immense amount of positive feedback. And I want to draw a reference. You know, um, one thing that really hit home this week was we got an email um, from one of our fans. I'm not going to I'm not gonna name drop him for this, but I really appreciate um, – I never anticipated this podcast would be able to have this transient value to where people's personal lives would be affected by it. And I don't want to be pretentious and ever say that that's the point of the podcast because oh. if, if you were listening – if you listen to the pile driver audio that you know I did to plug their talk about the podcast, it's really about having fun talking with your friends because I know there are plenty of people that know more about WCW than I do. Many more. I don't know a hair's amount compared to most. I have to research a ton of this shit, but um, I really, I really enjoyed hearing that email about um, what the podcast has done. I, I, I had to send it to you guys because I really was, uh, I was really taken aback by it. Now. The funny thing, though, what I got from it was hearing about the the Monday the Nitro that was in Houston <laughs> at the Astro. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> what believe. Were they thinking, I, uh, <laughs> but apparently, with what he said, his seats were it was full. I loved hearing about like the lethal because I'd forgotten like some of the some of the subsequent lethal lotteries that there were mm-hmm. after the original Battle Bowl that there was in the last match, the last one of the last Bret Hart matches ever against Jerry Flynn. <laughs> For the world title, Jerry Flynn somehow worked his way up the that, uh, ladder. That Nitro, though, what's very, very funny is that at the end of it, or during that one, is the fake Scott Steiner retirement, where like he legitimately cries and sells that he's got to retire because of injury, and the crowd is chanting Scotty, all 3,000 of them are chanting for <laughs> Scotty, and it's uh, really, really cool. So um, keep uh, keep sending us stuff, and if, if it's got to be improvement feedback, by all means. I know there's some that like to send that, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> Mm. So let's get into it here. Um, Bash of the Beach 2000. So, what did you guys think before we dove in? Were we thinking first about like what we are the the? Is it the low point you think of first, or is it what's got to happen at the end that you think of first? Me, it's the low point. I think it's the well. Before I, I hadn't seen it, so yeah, I'm thinking this is when it all comes crashing down. I'm thinking this is gonna be. A low point, uh, but also I know what happens at the end. Yeah. So I'm like, so if they can make that work, maybe they can salvage something. Uh, and this is, you know, of course, what I'm thinking before I start watching it. I had recently, I had not. Too, well, I guess it wasn't all that recently. The Attitude Air podcast had done a WCW episode, and they picked this pay per view because it was, it was they're doing Russo comparison between mm-hmm. WWF Russo and WCW Russo. And when you just listen to maybe some others talk about it. This comes across like just the worst dog shit ever, sure. which uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, I think this might be one of the better ones that we have watched for a lot of reasons, <clears throat> mainly for a couple. But anyway, um, this one really surprised me this time watching it because I had heard about the, you know, the, the high points or low points of this for a while, but I was genuinely surprised. So yeah, other than that world title stuff, I didn't know the card. And I think it might be argued by the end of this, we... 
for all these years between Starcade and the Great American Bash and even Super Brawl, I think Bash of the Beach is the most timely and like, important WCW paper. I, I didn't realize it, but like this, this is a very important event. Like in terms of things that happened on this uh, show, a lot. Like it's, it was like I remember starting to watch it and thinking about what was going to happen later on. And hard to believe that it had only been four years since that bash at the beach yes. with the NWO formation and how huge that was right. and what can happen in four years as opposed to four years ago where WWE was pretty much the same as it was last week. It really I really yeah. thought about that. If I was like, I wonder if I if I just plopped down and put on a random raw, if I'd be able to pick out what year it was from. Sure. Today. You can. Maybe not. I could even pick out WCW from ninety four to ninety six, like because six years before this when Hogan fought Flair. Yeah. yeah. In the first match in the company, title match. That's yeah. right. And you get him, him and the Giant. <laughs> oh, and David Arquette. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the same class. Uh, so, we are in Daytona Beach, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, they this is a popular location for... This is where they had 96. Yeah, yeah, it is. Po- attendance? Um, 6,572. Whoa. It was a bar burner. <laughs> By rate point two two, so just slightly a few more people excited about this one than last uh, last month's Great American Bash two thousand. That train wreck. Maybe right. a lot of people have that whole oh, it's the Bash the Beach. We better get it. Who got, uh-huh. God knows what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, there's a hell of a spiff though. If you get the if you bought this oh, one, oh, folks, oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't get to that one that pops up. That blew me. I didn't even know how to tweet it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like wait a minute. You go from Is Doug Dillinger retiring. <laughs> <laughs> Tank Abbott finally retired him. Oh that was God. his goal. <laughs> uh, you go from a mouse pad or a bear. <laughs> so, to a back well pendant. so to kick this one off, we have a limo in the parking lot. You get Mr. Hughes. <laughs> the cat. The, and there's a, there's a... I, I'm trying to figure out when they shot this because there's a crowd of people outside apparently that are gathered for this. Or maybe they're all... like Those are the 6,000 people that didn't get it. <laughs> ECW pay-per-views used to start like this. They did. Only they were a lot more fun because they looked like people actually hate each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cat enters and tells the driver to, to we need to let the mis, the misfits in action and the filthy animals know that they are banned from ringside. Now, in the build-up, this had been kind of a thing. The cat was, you know, in this uh, his commissioner role and been trying to maintain control. It was weird how, in some ways, he was... Well, he unintentionally became face. I think people just naturally gravitated towards him. He was... He's a Charis- charismatic yeah. dude, but also he's trying to maintain sort of that heel persona under Bischoff and Russo of trying to you know keep some um, stability. What's even the first with thing the- he does, he arrives right at eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> he's on Bret Hart. Here. No, no, Bret Hart time <laughs> would be nine nine thirty. <laughs> I'd get there about nine thirty. You're the commissioner. Just need to, just need to warm Lead up by example. Just need to go stretch for a little bit. It doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> And Terry Taylor called me into the shower. I was like, no. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, wow. all of a sudden. We hear, I just wrote it as a stereotypical Japanese music, you know, like, <laughs> yawn, and this will be a reoccurring theme for the night. I do like that, that they kind of keep it as an ongoing joke, that he hears it, you know, like, it's like, wait a minute, how, my thing is, if you do it once, it's great, mm-hmm. but the rest of the time it just becomes, it's uh, goofy. It, it doesn't fit, but anyway, he's confronted by... Making their debut on the podcast, the Young Dragons. The Young Dragons. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Jumping, Jamie Noble and friends. <laughs> Who the 
it, this reminds me of Bowfinger at the end of Bowfinger. You know, <laughs> when you see Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy, and they they both are going through that that house of ninjas, and they're like yeah. not doing they're they're not connecting at all. But these guys are going flying out of their direction. They're playing kung fu fighting is the soundtrack, and that's what we see here because the cat quickly dispenses of these individuals. And then we get our video package with no narration whatsoever. Yeah. This looked like the opening of like a '90s like drama action show. It didn't look like a wrestling pay per view. Couldn't even use it for the intro of this show, which I dare say I think we we found something a little bit better anyway. But that's we're not going to get to that at all. But it was weird because like I always look forward to a video package at the beginning of any show. Sure. This one. Ah well, <laughs> we just put the cut and paste job, <laughs> and it covers what two matches? Really? Yeah, it's not. That's all it does. Yeah. So, first thing we get, we get the music for the Filthy Animals. Hoovy has the Cruiserweight title, but he's not the champion. This is a thing that's been going... People in WCW love to take the belts, but not are actually All the right. champion. Well, that hasn't changed. And that still hasn't changed. <laughs> Looking at you, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> so, as we say, Hoovy is uh, hes not the Cruiserweight champion. He's got the belt. He is wrestling, technically, for the title tonight. Of course, it seems immediately the Filthy Animals did not get the word about... Being banned well, from he ringside. just got there and he told a driver, "Who? They're like, who are you? <laughs> they're not. They're not the first match, are they? Oh. Go, go get us all, <laughs> Mr. Commissioner. I gotta park this shit. I can't just leave it here. It'll get a boot on it." So they roll down there. We get uh, Disco. Disco Inferno still wearing the Kobe uh, Lakers jersey, mm-hmm. which at this point, like. I was like, you can't even do this. Like, I was, I was trying to think about. It. I was like, I cannot find any tie to do this. Like, it's just silly at this point. Mm-hmm. But what's even more silly is that we still get Conan doing or Conan. I keep calling him Conan because I Conan. think Conan O'Brien. Sorry. <laughs> That'd be great. Conan, Conan O'Brien gets in the ring and a six, uh, Reba uh, La Rosa. What, what is it? A six foot eight <laughs> Irish guy <laughs> with red hair. Uh, with Andy Richter, he's just this hype man. That's right. Yay. <laughs> I got. I, I had forgotten how bored I was hearing the the Conan oh stitch. Oh, I the hate. Crowd, the crowd doesn't even know what they're saying. And the, <laughs> what was even funnier is hearing Disco get on there and do his rendition of it, yeah, trying to save it and slightly entertaining. They were uh, calling him the Hip Hop Inferno, and that dissipates quickly. Mm-hmm. They just go back to Disco. And next we get Misfits in Action. Did, uh, was there music? Was it the same still? Same goofy ass shit. Yeah. yeah. I still dun, dun, like. I always dun. forget. I'm like, I want to look it up, but then it, we get. I'm like, I have no. It's like John Carpenter's like C level track for a movie. Like <laughs> this is like the third version that didn't make it on there. For it's like, like if John Carpenter did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> that is what I would have done with it. But yeah, but piece of shit. But then you would have had Kurt Russell as Christopher Tice's role. Oh, it would have been amazing. I mean, what you got to do is honk their nose. <laughs> Hey man, hey pal. <laughs> they got guns made out of cotton candy. What the hell? <laughs> man, he, he should have been in that movie. That sounds great. The Kurt Russell podcast will make his debut. <laughs> big trouble in outer space. <laughs> We're about Don't tra- even tease me with that. So once again, though, the missing action or misfits in action. Misfits in action. <laughs> Charles Bronson. Movie two just I give up. Missing action. <laughs> But apparently these guys didn't get the message either. So nobody's gotten the decree from the commission. Once again, like typical market. WCW fashion. Nobody knew. <laughs> nobody, nobody knew the nobody knew the start of the match. Nobody knew the finish. Yeah, yeah. except for the three. That's why they show up till nine thirty. Nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> Idiots. No, they'll, they'll know. Big stupid dummy. <laughs> Big stupid dummy. <laughs> he had a lot. So just call right back to that Scott Steiner. <laughs> that's that Scott Steiner thing. Like. uh 
Bret Hart had a line that night where he came and was like, well, you can just go ahead and leave Scott because you were no good anyway. <laughs> oh, that's not true. <laughs> so, all right, so this first match, it's Chavo, who's still the champ. We saw him as the champ last um, last show in that um, mm-hmm. that, hell, that hellacious match. Mm-hmm. Overbooked crap again. Oof. But um, Hoovy against Chavo again, so... Uh, both guys trade shots early. Hoovy gets great heat from the crowd by staying to the outside. Chavo hits a nice combination of a suplex to the outside, followed by a moonsault. Um, Hoovy uses some heel work to take control by feigning and then exposes the business with a 10-punch. Won't be the first time the business gets exposed by the 10-punch tonight. What doesn't get exposed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the least of our problems, is it? Scott Hudson uh, says wrestling, to which he is immediately corrected by Tony Schiavone and Mark Madden as sports entertainment. I mean, and I forgot what program I was watching and what year it was. So is like, is Vince going this. back in time yeah. from the grill? <laughs> 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 I bet he could. You're going to say it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's Kill Hitler or Kill Wrestling and he chose wrestling. Jesus. You'll remember um, the way he wants. It's hilarious. Like this, What's funny about this match is like it gets slowed down early with a lot of mat wrestling which I'm not going to say is bad but in an opener like this it really works against like keeping the crowd excited because mm-hmm. it seems like they drop early on in this but we get a double clothesline spot like within that's the lariat fir- <laughs> within a- <laughs> that's, that's hilarious that's hilarious oh shit so and as we said like uh, er, like even though like at first the both crowd of um stables come down they are ushered out but then in a come out just point break <laughs> i was gonna say it looks like the land of confusion video from oh, genesis because you, there's no like um, theme to it. Like no. You've got a Bill Clinton mask, and, well, and that's, that's in the Misfits. <laughs> yeah, Conan looks like he's just Conan looks like he's just put Saran wrap around his face. Yeah, like I went back and said, "What is he?" I was like, "Just plastic wrap." Yeah, who's dressed up as Kirk Douglas? I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so. And the referee, I like how the referees are fooled by so many things. They're not fooled by no, this. No, no. Oh, I was really surprised by that, too. I was like, oh, hey, they're onto it. So That's the, not Bill Clinton so and Gene Short. Filthy animals come out the mask on. The referees are like, nope, nope, nope. They're, they, they usher them out. Um, we get uh, a big slingshot into a leg drop by Hoovy to the outside. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we give, this is our first look at the announcers, too, and they're in, they're in their nice... Uh, Dude, I love David <laughs> Kenzer is even wearing He's it. He's even wearing it. God. They're festival it's Hawaiian shirts. Friday like, this, is, this is how they theme it now. We just gotta wear like Magnum PI shirts. Like, there's no set. Nope. <laughs> it's just well, as long as we look like we're in forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> forgetting Lee Marshall. Whatever happened to him? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, match continues on when it feels like it should have been over minutes ago, but Mark Madden says that one guy looks like Dillinger. To which Scott Hudson replies, "It is Dillinger." <laughs> <laughs> they really—they're in full force tonight, aren't they? The announcers—they're oh, they hitting their apex. <laughs> Hoovy hits a big springboard splash on a Chavo. Tries another high-risk move. Chavo stops it, but his superplex is turned into a running power bomb Good mm-hmm. God, for a close two count. He hits a. Kind of a front suplex for I, I was hard to kind of name. They drop. called it a suplex. It's not a. It suplex. didn't. That's why I put it in quotes because I was like I don't think it really was. But then we get Hoovy's rendition of the people's elbow. 
Mm. Which Yawn. isn't on the hard camera. It's on like the. It's like when you would rock bottom someone in No Mercy. Yep. They would be their head would be aimed at a turnbuckle. Like, oh, no, I don't know how I'm gonna. This isn't gonna, gonna do it. This isn't gonna be good for the replay. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. For the <laughs> um, all right, misfits in action then emerge over the rail. It's like they handed off the mask. Filthy animals gave them the masks to come out and do it. <laughs> the same damn spot. So again, though they get kind of they get you know fanned off by the referees. But not major guns. Nope. Major guns. Sans mask makes her way out. <laughs> she creates. Are you sure that's not a mask? <laughs> <laughs> Good God Almighty! <laughs> money, money, money. <laughs> it's my life in the box. <laughs> how about that CM Punk retort to Virgil? <laughs> Virgil's like telling him, "I'll show you how a Reddit stun is." Like, no thanks. You're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> now she comes out and she like starts to rip her shirt. Isn't yeah. that always disappointing when they rip the shirt off and there's something on underneath? I mean, what the hell am I watching? The killer that? disappointments from outer space. <laughs> but then she just ducks. She's like, there's no one there watching her. I'm like, who's she supposed to distract? Maybe she rips her shirt and then squats. And you know, Hoovy. He's supposed to be copying The Rock, but he's doing like all of Jericho's verbal taunts tonight. A lot of them, yeah. She creates the distraction. Chavo goes for the tornado DDT, but Hoovy blocks it. Chavo hits a huge inverted suplex that Hoovy times very well for the two count. He really, like, it's a great false finish. He really mm-hmm. comes out of it nice. Hoovy driver. Mm. Chavo gets a leg on the rope suddenly, but then he's able to get up. We get a tornado DDT. Match ends at 12 minutes, 9 seconds. A long opener, not bad. It's typical overbooked cruiserweight stuff, but two decent I cruiserweight think workers. I think the best opening match I've seen. I, w- I love it. Yeah. Go- <laughs> Fuck you, Jarrett. <laughs> Fuck you, Benoit. Canada. You son of a bitch. I was bitch. by this. It really was. I thought this was fun. It was a, I was invested. They did better than it, because the Great American Bash, it was just so much. Like, it was the Lumberjack match from mm-hmm. hell. Mm-hmm. This, this, like, they just kind of said, well, all of you go out there and do something. What do we do? Uh, you'll figure it out. It It's decent. Like, you know, and I don't know. It's hard to think, like, what you're going to do further with this feud between the stables because it seems... I always forget who's in which stable. I, I, I don't do. really... Like, the Filthy Animals, I think, would... Oh, boy. The Filthy Animals, Uh-oh. I think, would be Hoovy and Conan. and It's just the name. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, just, it just sounds more like... And thing. Billy Kidman, apparently. Billy Kidman. Uh-huh. But nope, terrible. Yeah, hated Even flare out having a beer somewhere. <laughs> I do. DDP and <laughs> Sid, and all these other people who are truly missing in action. Oh my god! You guys want to play some softball? <laughs> Let me show. I got two thousand ways to get a bunt. Um, I do have a problem with uh, in the Misfits Action with Major Stash not having a mustache. I mean, I get it's also supposed to be a pot reference. But come on, man, own it. I mean, you you have no personality. Good old you, Van Hagar. Yeah, you just <laughs> Van, Van Hagar. Is it, or, oh, Van Hagar. Uh, that would have been great. <laughs> uh, that Van Hagar. Been awesome. his stu- but we talked about how much longer does this guy stick around? He's been yeah. around basically since Battle Bowl ninety one. He's like uh, WCW's JTG. Oh, <laughs> they just kind of forget that he's there and. Uh, I still love the day knows. that they all got fired. That whole mass group and JTD oh, chief like, shouldn't answer the damn like phone. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Why are we hemorrhaging money? <laughs> all right, so we go backstage. The cat is telling the young dragons that their time is up. <laughs> I kept... It's, all of a sudden, I just said... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm time is... My time! 
Remember that weird period where Triple H didn't couldn't figure out what he was gonna do with his, his attire when he turned heel? Yeah, he just didn't know. Like, like, is it white? And then he had like a, he put on like this black like he I I what do you call those shirts when like they've cut away everything so except so it just goes over your head and it just hangs? Oh, like Hogan's? That's I just a cut it, T-shirt. Yeah, I get. Remember, this was just he didn't know what. Yeah, he didn't. I don't know what I've got. They, I don't know. <laughs> he, so he went the boxer brief. <laughs> he went the boxer brief wrestling bit for a while. It looked he, really. He awkward. just didn't know it uh, anyway. All right, so Jarrett, Jarrett, mayhem, Jeff Jarrett. I'm sorry. Yeah. Walks in demanding to know where Hogan is. All right, so you guys pick up the reference with the lady. Why he's got the fat lady there? No, okay. she's gonna sing. That's it. Oh, so you would like oh. so on one of the nitros, Jeff Jarrett brings out a host of them saying like that the fat ladies are going to sing. Yeah, and you think that would be just a nitro bit, you know? It'd just be a th- no, 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 no. We're going to keep this going. We're going to pay them. I kind of, I you know what? I don't have a problem if you're a dick bag heel carrying something to be a constant sign of humiliation. I'm cool with that. It's a good way to get heat. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Like, especially I, to have them sing like pre warm up. And I can't. I keep wondering at this point, like. How much more heat does Jeff Jarrett need to garner? Mm-hmm. Like, is there anyone cheering for Jeff Jarrett? Because right at this point, like, at this point, like, <laughs> nope. I can understand now where people would be. Like, I can understand why I was so just he's, disenfranchised. He's, he's, really he's so all over these these cards, and, it, and now, like, you know, it, it's in a way where I'm like, oh, I, I appreciate the work he does, but at the same time, I'm like, Jesus, can can somebody just can who in the back hasn't been out here yet that we can put in for Jared because damn it we've seen too much of him. Yeah, we see a lot of him. Oh, he yeah. is I mean he shoved down your throat but he doesn't win all the time. So it kind of makes up for it. The, I think the thing that was grating on me it's kind of like how I guess we bitched about this with seen in the past where it's like he's always getting a title shot. Like anytime he loses the belt he's like nope, I get a title shot if I that doesn't work I get another title shot. Give me another title shot. Like his it's just an unlimited amount where he's kept he's in the middle. One. And he's getting another one. All right, so uh, we get the fake Godfather music, and this is where we're going to switch over. He didn't provide us with a recording this week, but he's still here in written spirit. It's Martin Dixon from Wrestling in the Clinton Years. (laughs) (laughs) Martin Dixon of Wrestling in the Clinton Years provides us now with the breakdown of this match. So this is going to be fun to go through. So picking up with Martin's words, Big Vito... Our WCW Hardcore Champion makes his entrance to kick off the segment and politely asks, Maestro, La Musica, please? Oh, my God. Before addressing the cloud. The, the crowd. Cloud. The cloud. Give me my photos back! <laughs> the wall and the cloud are going to be the, the, new, uh, the new Saturday Night Tag Team Champions. <laughs> Cloudy with a chance of rounding so, um, balls. Oh. <laughs> Vito disgusting. proclaims now that the fans, they now have an Italian champion they can cheer for. Before tripping over his own words, like I did with the cloud, recapping. That's an inanimate, an inanimate. It's an ambulance. That's a great cover set. Oh, I, I, so good. <laughs> um, he recaps, recapping the brief saga of Johnny the Bull and Terry Funk having a match that left them incapable, incapable, or perhaps unwilling to face Vito here. Now, quickly, let's just talk about that for a second. So. Terry Funk was kind of mentoring Johnny the Bull after this split now that we had. We saw it last month mm-hmm, in the Great American Bash. So, and this was the spot, like, I had been, 
I thought it was last one. Remember when Johnny the Bull like hesitated? He looks like he hurt himself. Yeah. That's not the spot. I was wrong. No, he gets pretty bad. It's all right. So it is like the thunder before this, I think, where um, Terry Funk and Johnny the Bull have a match because again he's trying to tough love him, get him prepped for to to go after Vito. Right? Are they fit Finleying Brian Knobs in it up and very similar? Mm. Johnny the Bull was, and everybody told him beforehand like you should not do this spot. Mm-hmm. You should not do You're it. You're not good at it. And so, instead of, you know, normally he does it in the ring, right? Sure. Oh, no. So he decides <laughs> to ramp it up a little bit. He's going to do this springboard spot to the outside, a leg drop. Motherfucker broke his ass. He broke his ass. <laughs> and I've crushed my tailbone before. Be a little sensitive. Were you doing a leg drop from the top rope to the outside? I, I don't want to see that. <laughs> you know, don't, even me tell me, you don't want to see me leg drop somebody? <laughs> I need a new ass. This one's got a crack in it. But, you know, I recovered. So how bad did he break his ass? That He is out for a significant amount of time. And I'm not entirely sure when we, we may, if ever, see Johnny the Bull again. <laughs> Good um, hey, and that's and that's where I that's think what like you this, get and I'm not sure if like that would have altered this match, but nevertheless, that's where that is a reference to. Now picking up back with Martin, <laughs> never fear though, as the cat has arranged a replacement opponent for Vito. My heart soars as Norman Smiley takes the stage, but quickly returns. <laughs> oh God, oh God! Did you read this? Before? No, no, I did, I did, but I have to hesitate, of course, because there's a pause because at the sight of who is following Norman. Who is it, folks? It's the man, the myth, the ponderous gut, the real toothless aggression, Ralphus. The valiant Vito duly accepts the challenge, and it's on. Dear God. Ralphus waddles towards the ring, but is soon met with a hard kendo stick from Vito that leaves him laying right there on the ramp. Norman also gets his fair share of wax from Vito's weapon as the action moves behind the starry curtain and backstage. Scott Hudson redeems every dumb call he's ever made by referring to Smiley as the screaming hardcore wiggler. (laughs) Where Norman assaults Vito, which boards and bends strewn around. Ralphus rejoins the action to aid Norman with several trash can shots before Smiley shows off the big wiggle to the assorted backstage hands for him, (laughs) for whom observing someone simulate gay rape must surely fall outside their job description. (laughs) Oh, Martin, I wish, I I really wish you could read this guy. I can't do, I can't do you justice, bud. Ralphus lands a few more shots of Vito with a trash can lid before possibly the most contrived spot in wrestling where Ralphus holds the lid in front of him for what seems like an eternity before Vito takes the hint and punches it into Vito before he punching it into this would be Ralphus's face. You guys saw you remember that bit where mm-hmm. Oh absolutely. He just <laughs> Ralphus is bits. so fucking awkward. <laughs> he just I, I feel bad for Vito having to sell to this. Yes. Yeah, I, I really do. He's Hard, this. Hardcore icon Ralph is barely sells this, but still odds <laughs> to have a lie down on <laughs> The innovator of violence. <laughs> the innovator of selling is what it should be. But still opts to lie down on the floor as Vito and Norman continue to brawl around and even on a delivery truck. Smiley tries to escape by calling a nearby freight elevator, but is easily halted by Vito, who must have incredible powers over technology as he makes the elevator open with only his voice. <laughs> got that demolition man. Illuminate. Inside is a poor caterer for whom Vito hurls off screen 
to trap Norman in the elevator and removing him from the match, leaving Ralphus as his only opponent. Ralphus makes, and as, as, um, as Martin has written this, uh, with plenty of quotation marks, Ralphus makes a dash. Oh, you put, you put dash? I put a V line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just, oh, I'll be right with you. <laughs> it takes an eternity. With Vito, and I love it because like, I legitimately felt scared for him because Vito is in hot pursuit and it becomes painfully clear that Ralph is, is out of his depth and all of the fun drains away from the match. And we're about to watch an old man get beaten up on Pinker. <laughs> <laughs> Ralphus loses a shoe getting oh. into the ring and also loses what shred of dignity he may have retained as his slacks creep ever downward. <laughs> Even the crowd chanting his name seems cruel as Vito lays a can over Ralphus's crotch and blasts it with a baseball bat. <laughs> his bat almost moves. <laughs> if Tony Schiavone makes that call, thank, thank God, God he's got that gun. That could have been bad. <laughs> Vito even retrieves a table from under the ring, but in typical oh. WCW fashion. <laughs> I, I really Perfect thought moment. when he laid him on the table, it was just gonna, the whole thing was going to break. <laughs> it didn't, though. That was a super table. No, I, but Vito's going to make the spot. Oh, God. <laughs> Vito drapes Ralph as a cross and hits a frog splash from the top rope. And it's nasty. It is nasty, but it sounds awesome. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Putting Ralph is through it and pinning him as Norman arrives too late to help. I love that too. <laughs> he's, he's, oh well. He knows Norman is like, was, it two, was that a three count? Are you sure? He doesn't even bother to go try to save him. <laughs> like, Ralph's is deep pantsing is complete when Tony Schiavone calls him a cartoon character after the bell. Yeah. Poor guy. Martin, that was brilliant. I'm so sorry. I don't think I felt like I, I feel like I botched it terribly, but the Ralphus description <laughs> is so dead on because it felt it felt hard to watch this because like <laughs> Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I, I just, see I just, you're a bad person. This was Looking so at his funny. face like <laughs> when, when when Vito waffled that catering guy, I, I was like, Oh shit! And then Scott Hudson goes, Was that catering? Good. <laughs> what did they do to him? Well, he it, Scott Hudson generally is the one that's been calling out the food whenever they have something in catering. Stay away from this. Stay away from that. Maybe he's trying to. He's Zack Ryder, like 1.0. Time on this match just under six minutes. It was 5:55. Um, felt long. And <laughs> it felt too long. And I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm tired of seeing these type of Norman matches at this point. I know. I got so excited when I heard his music. I'm yeah. Like, Here we go. But yeah. Remember, it seems just like that one-off card where like he seemed so like real serious mm -hmm. and legit, and then it just dissolved into well, this. What's up with this? With these boiler room brawl rules that they've enforced with WCW hardcore title matches, where it has to start in the back, and what we're gonna make our way to the ring somehow. I'm like, what? Like it's because it happens again. Yeah, later does, on in the show, it does yeah. happen again. Yeah. What, why? Why waste time getting back to the ring? <laughs> so the people that. The five people that paid get their money's worth. It's just stupid. As much as I'm tired of maybe seeing this, I'm so glad we got this over Johnny the Bull and Vito. Sure. Because I, and and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'd have the chemistry of Jericho and Michaels at WrestleMania. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Let's not get crazy here. You need to learn how to get your expectations in check, sir. <laughs> I, I do want to applaud. I want to applaud Vito, though, for... Changing his look. I, I didn't mention that. I do like that he decided to go back to his FBI look. Yeah, I mean, go back to that. Um, I like how 
about maybe a minute, minute and a half of the match. He's still wearing the belt. He's still kind of carrying that. I wish he would have carried it the whole time. Like a hardcore champion wearing that belt the whole time. Yeah. I like that. You know, he's he's giving it a go. And there are a couple people, I think, on this show where I'm really surprised like what they end up doing with their characters. But backstage, Goldberg walks in the arena and he's... The whole mystery He's of got Scott Hall. Hall's contract is <laughs> like, oh, it just, just says Hall. I'm like, Hall who? So, so did you guys, was it in the package or you saw him eat the contract? Yeah. Or, no, it's coming oh, up Lord. later yeah. when they do Which his. That was like continuity here. Yeah. Yeah, just... <laughs> no, he ate a cover sheet. Which, which by the way, oh. we have not gotten the banded barf of the week yet on the podcast. That's I'm true, still but waiting we're for that. second match in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when we get to uh, Dale Torborg. <laughs> oh, hey, thank God. Listen, listen. Yeah, let's just forget that demon crap. Crap! <laughs> just, I cannot wait to talk about that because that, I was so impressed with that. Anyway, that was anyway. the best live action episode um, of Gauntlet I've ever seen. <laughs> so, um, as we Goldberg walks in, Nash is backstage with Gene. Hall's contract is online. Scott Hall's contract is on the line tonight in the Nash versus Goldberg match. Ass and Prick get bleeped. Why? What the Why hell is, is going on here? And, oh, don't worry. And, they and I wrote here, a Nash has apparently lost his smile. That's the kind He's of... He's really serious. I do, the only part of this promo that's any good is when he says, I am his only real defeat. Bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, you the fact that he brought that back. I, I was bullshit because I gave him legit defeat. I did it, tw- did it like twice. I think he's given it like three times Brett beat Goldberg. Oh, yeah. Well, Maybe I'm right. What, I know what it's you don't least know two. is that the bottom of Brett's feet are tasers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what the hell he's talking? About. Oh, it's just those. Stupid- <laughs> you're gonna have to. There you go. Wait, you're gonna have to. It's those. Fuck. Like, I just. How I- fortunate is this podcast that a the Undertaker comes back and look and is so it looks amazing and, and is just ready to like put in the dip and I'm be booger red. Your ass, man. Number two, that Hulk Hogan apparently just he needs to you know. I just it's a great it. time to have a podcast right now. They're giving us a lot of material. Thank God. Yeah. This is like how late night hosts feel around election time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. I feel like we feel like John Stewart on there. Well, we kind of are because we are not too long. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be gone. Trump years. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, Man, it's tough. coming up, buddy. <laughs> All right. So, because um, Trump loves wrestling. He does. <laughs> I just like to thank everyone for coming to the White you know, House. You know, I, I, I wouldn't Raw. put him past him to do something on Raw for it. insane. And the thing is, like... The presidential debate on Raw that we should have uh, had 15 years yeah. ago. <laughs> they said no. What the hell with them? That's a damn good thing they we've, said we've got, no. We've got, uh, we got Michael Dukakis to come. I mean, that was about the best we could do. He's not even running! Dude. What the hell's going on? We didn't even get Michael. We got Olivia. How about it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Video package for the wedding gown match. It's Miss Hancock versus Daphne. So getting Miss Hancock's a fish real like wrestling, well, wrestling debut on <laughs> yeah, the uh, podcast. I so, love that RSVP picture. Because I, I, I was going to say, we are apparently invited for this match. I would have went. <laughs> I'd be there. We're, we're a wrap too. Y'all got a register? <laughs> I'll go to Target too. <laughs> they're bad. They're wrapping for you. You guys got a chic figure? You found one. All right, so we get a video package for this. Like we said, David Flair has been busy since the Great American Bash. Mm-hmm. We've got this little love triangle where he's been. Uh, According to GTV, as we'll call it, <laughs> Bashley, do you guys know like how the the whole backstage camera stuff was working at this time? No, there is a bit with this. It's great. So the backstage camera catches him, of course, with Miss Hancock, which leads to this uh, this match of sorts. 
It's really great that it was the the best thing they could have done with Palumbo and Stasiak, the perfect event. They they kind of like in a DX kind of way Commodore the truck, and they're just fucking around with shit. Backstage, like in the truck, they hit a couple buttons and it cuts to Penzer, and Pyro goes off and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> and it's really funny because like their real personalities come out, which I was like, this this would have been great if you kept it going. But alas, that's another storyline. <laughs> but nevertheless, that the, those backstage cameras led to the revelation of this happening, this affair that was going on. So, Flair is the first one. He comes out with Miss Hancock first, and he's got a set of shears. Oh, perf- this would have been a spot for Ed Leslie, damn it. <laughs> but the, um, this, is a, this is also a reference back to the night after Great American Bash. Remember, Russo said he's going to end Ric Flair the next night on Nitro? Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. This is when we get the infamous head shaving of Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, oh, terrible. And his hair never looked the same. Well, it's weird because, like... Instead of it being a, a real thing they could build off of, he disappears, comes back, and he's got the hair again. And it's not like it's a thing. Like, you know, you could have built right. off of it. It's just that's the end of the feud. I don't want to see Ric Flair. No, oh. that looks horrible. No. Uh, There's, like, no. What's what's going to get soaked if he blades? Yeah. Exactly. That's a good, yeah. great point. Yeah. Kill my, that's my livelihood. That's my livelihood, That's man. my livelihood, <laughs> damn it. And I would say that. <laughs> I would say I this. Like red from orange is a new black. <laughs> 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 I, I, I would have, have seen me it? if I would have <laughs> shaved <laughs> Ric Flair's head. I would have walked around with like his hair in a bag as a trophy, mm. like as, as as a prop because it's like you know it's it's part of what's associated. Dude, with Dude, that would have been look. so much good heat. Like this is this the is locks. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is your nature boy. You know, it would be better if you had a, like a razor blade in there, like, just to really sell it. And it's like like we're gonna, let's just expose the business even more. Anyway, a blood pack. All right, so. Uh, Daphne comes out to little fanfare. Like, can you blame them? No, I, at least she's not. She's. I didn't pick up on the screaming this I mean, time. It looked like really she dialed it back. She came like once or twice. Thank God. But it, it was like during the match with, with she, moves. This match. Uh, this is this is I'm like gonna, the beginning of the wrestling trolling their fans. Yeah. Everyone's I'm gonna fly through this real quick here. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. She gives David a, a low blow to start. We also have a wedding cake at ringside, which we know instantly. You know that's getting, I think even the announcer said like Dallas. Someone's going in that pool. Flair <laughs> <laughs> and Slick Johnson get their pants ripped off. <laughs> what a great Sentence. I hate Slick Johnson here because I hate Stacey, him at the end. Stacy, yeah, because yeah, Kiva does the dancing. He's yep. just <laughs> David can't stay out of the match and brings in the shears. Crowbar enters and beats on Ric Flair. He decides to take his pants off too. More beating on Rick. I'm sorry, on David Flair. Uh, Hancock finally grabs a mic and says, "She knows what everyone has come to see." Yeah. And strips off the bottom, <laughs> and then. Damn it, as always, she's about to, as, as every woman does, she's about to take care of business on the top, and then... <laughs> and she's not really good at it either, because no. that's a long time. No, she's really trying to buy time for Daphne to get in there. <laughs> um, that's when Daphne comes on in with the uh, with handful the cake, cake. Handful of cake. We get cake everywhere. Everyone eats cake. Yeah. It's a Marie Antoinette shit show here. Everyone's <laughs> eating their cake all over the place. It's... Four minutes, 16 seconds. It's a mess. I don't think anyone expected it. That's any what it was. It took longer to, to clean it up. It took longer to clean it up. I think it's still a mess The cleanup is hilarious. They just flipped the they mask. They did. I thought they did. It is so brilliant because you notice, because they do a lot of the like. the Shane Douglas match. That's okay. what I noticed. Because, all right, so after the match, we go backstage quickly. We get more of the cat walking and talking. Young dragons sneak up with the fake Japanese. We get the same dumb bit again. hiding behind the broom. I that bit's, that's kind of that's a funny nice gag. True it's a good visual gag. 
<laughs> so we cut back. The crew, like, bless their hearts, they are looking at the ground like they're trying to wipe it, and it's making it worse. Man, shit is impossible. Oh, I'll <laughs> ever see this shit. All you need, man, is some damn bounty. <laughs> Sarah down on her knees and clean like she did back in Houston. Jesus. <laughs> Mark Madden. Sarah. I was just thinking with you. Here I was like, here, in, in your here great heart. Here comes. Here comes. Hey, Taker, you think they're going to have to flip the map? You're going to have to! <laughs> I was watching this thinking about the whole time, hearing Will, hearing Will's Brad impression. Dumbass, all you do is put down like just a tarp or something. If you know you're going to fucking do that, really respect the ring. No the only match they have. Stampede, my dad wouldn't have put me with a... Wouldn't have put up for this shit. At least it's stupid. It's Wait, I have eleven siblings. You no, know, we have to drive like eight hundred <laughs> miles across the province. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a first gag match, and I talked to Hamner. He said it's going to be a full-on gag. I have a question. <laughs> He's at the sink. How, pain- how painful is Red Bull coming out of your nose? <laughs> province. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent use of the word. That's amazing. All right, so what's um? All right, so the one cool thing we get out of the end, <laughs> he goes back for more. We don't have to get hot about it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today's bandit will be played by Charlie Stabile. <laughs> Now the goal is you gotta do it one more so time, that's Charlie. What we're, gonna do. <laughs> we're just getting them all out right now. <laughs> My livelihood. All right. So the neat thing, though, in this delay of the of the, the vapors over there, all uh, you vape. Up, man. The neat thing here in this um in this cleanup is the announcers are talking. They this is the the one time they cover where they, for it well. They do because they're talking about there's a there's a lot of interesting symmetry that they're talking about like with big moments that Hulk Hogan's had a bash at the beach. Yeah, you know they go, sell the importance. They of the really do. Really well. First WCW title against Flares you were talking yeah. about the NWO formation. There are so many important things have happened. I mean, let's not to mention Bash at the Beach when I can uh, Malone and DDP yeah. versus yeah, yeah that happened there. Yeah. I mean, so many things. Anyway, so finally they flipped the map. Thank God, <laughs> so we can move on. And um, here we go. The perfect event is on their way out. <laughs> Oof. I, I John mean. Stasiak and Chuck Palumbo, our WCW Tag Team Champions. All right. And thank God, because now we can find... Like, oh, I like think, who are they fighting? Who are they going to fight? And I feel like we've been oh, waiting for this yeah. for like three oh, months. Yeah. And I, th- I swear to God, this was an entrance right out of WCW Saturday night. That's what it looked. It looked like the doors were going to open and the smoke would clear. And here comes, here they come. It's Brian Adams and Brian Clark. The Brian's. I mean, chronic. Adams and crush and bomb. Crush and bomb. Crush and bomb. That sounds like one of our tag teams. Crush and bomb. Oh, that's good stuff. Okay, so. The crowd really like Chronic, though. Mm-hmm. And I, think, I do, too. I, yeah. I, I'm over them. I, I, I'm, you're I'm, over I'm, them? I'm, I'm over them. On them. I'm it's over. a good but, thing but that you're over you them. Under them. <laughs> oh, Chronic. <laughs> I'm glad they're not wearing those ridiculous coat cloaks and glasses this time. They they kind of took a little bit away from 99. I, and... I just was thinking of friends with Ross doing the list of the, the qualities between Chronic and Julie, the Japanese lady he's dating at the time, <laughs> based on what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it about Julie? She's just not chronic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. 
Adams and Palumbo start the match. Pretty good power versus power matchup with the two. Adams Adam just tosses Stasiak into Palumbo to a massive pop. Clark and Stasiak tag in. Massive, uh, oh, god damn, all the suplexes. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have this, such an array of the suplexes here. Well, it's great. It's not just that. Um, Uranagi suplex. Yeah, yeah. My, this, one of my favorites. This is uh, almost like, because I, I always hate that we said we tag matches during this timeline because they're just booked, like, just kind of oddly. This is a very WWF style of booking a it, tag it match. Very much so. The only thing I can play, there feel like there are way too many hot tags. There are a few too many hot tags in this match. Well, I was kind of underwhelmed when I you know, when I figured out that uh, at one point uh, Brian Clark was going to be the hot tag. I know and I was that, like, that threw me be, off. It should be Adams because like it's it's no offense against him, but we, yeah, we, um, you know, Aloha Crush or whatever he I forgot. I forget Kona. His, Kona, Kona Crush. Thank you. I, I, well, I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of Taker's boys. You better not fuck with me. <laughs> I, I, Isn't that great I'm how we tricked Taker to get to that tattoo on his gut? I, I'm None telling of us you, did. T- Taker's click. Oh Taker's God. click would be Undertaker, Brian Adams, Bradshaw, and Farouk. Mm. Jesus. Forget it. All right? You can... Th- oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Where's <laughs> X-Pac? <laughs> Eat him. <laughs> they, would, they would just... <laughs> but, um... I. What do you guys think? Like... Uh, I didn't know what else to call it except an F5 that Brian... It's had. an F5! <laughs> yeah, that's what I wrote too. It's, it, it, but they try to sell it like it's a DDT kind of... No. No. That's no, an F5. No. It's... It, exactly. On oh, F4 maybe. But as we get to the... If we, as we really get to the finish on this... Ep- <laughs> it's an F4. It's an F3 out of 5. Philip <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seymour Hoffman. Man, it's a fucking figure of God, dude. <laughs> I, I would. Did you? Was the like the double? I call it. It was a double flapjack that I wrote down. Was that supposed is to be kind of finisher? Was that supposed to be the finish for the perfect event? Like, is that their tag team finish? What an imperfect finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, somewhere, Jim Neidhart and uh, God or and uh, Barry Darso oh, no, from no. Demolition are both like. Yeah, baby, we did a lot better, baby. <laughs> Let's take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sell it for twenty dollars. <laughs> Barry Darso and Jim Knight as they milk their goatees. Apparently, as oh. Charlie's pantomime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so but finally, though, as we get to it, of course, um, we get the high times from Chronic. They connect with a massive ovation. And did you notice the rumble sound it made? What was that? He rolling, 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 It felt like Booger Red was coming out to. Go ahead. Is, it, is that something WCW does for Chronic when they do that move to like for added a theatrical effect? I don't know. Because it happened both times that they did high times. Yeah, I yeah. I couldn't tell, but um, then like. The the Lex Flexer, as they call it, is still a thing with these guys where, like, that's that's their way of getting over in matches is they hit their opponents with it, which is weak. But they try to go for it here. Stasiak tries to use it. Um, I will say this finisher, even beyond high times, was the most brilliant thing I've seen in a while. The, I used to do this with my toys. Oh, and I used to wonder why no one ever tried this move. Now I know why. Is this like the, the, the doomsday heart attack? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, is that what this was? So I wrote it down as it's a it's a powerbomb into a clothesline. Or for, like, power, yeah, one guy does the powerbomb. The other guy, like for added effect, does a jumping clothesline. It's, yeah, it's like a doomsday device. It, only 
Jesus. Really dangerous. The paralyzer. And, and I will say, they absolutely nail it. Oh, yeah, it looks good. Uh, but you could see where this could go terribly sure. wrong in like uh, Viano 4 or 5, whichever one was well, left. Viano 1 through 3 are dead. <laughs> 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 Pretty badass match. Like I said, a few too many hot tags probably, but still... It's good to see finally. Chronic finally gets the titles. It feels like they've needed them for a while. I thought this was a good match. Yeah, 13 26. Like, the best tag match I think we've seen. I agree with you. The, I think on this show, on this podcast, like I was a fan of this match. I think the way you say it was booked is a very good description that it had a very WWF yeah. quality to it. Um, the only other match that stuck out, and it really wasn't for anything more than just like the finish, even though it was kind of goofy, was when Booker and Kidman beat the Harlem Heat 2000. If it wasn't for that finish. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. But well, I like, did, no interference with this match. No, exactly. just just the so match. You you see that like you know because we had talked about it off air. Like there was this weird period of time where Russo like walked out because of some differences with Luger, Elizabeth and Kimberly, An interesting triad of people to have uh, creative differences with. <laughs> I think that's the least of his problems creatively at the end of this show as we'll see. But still like you notice the booking seems a little bit more almost linear mm-hmm. in a way. But anyway, all right backstage, more with the cat. Boy, I just stopped writing these. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I, I just skip it. Oh, he's I'm on the handle it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me out of the bullpen. <laughs> he's on the phone when the music the the music plays again. Jared barges in though and demands to see Hogan again. We gotta go over the match. <laughs> <laughs> he threatens to screw with the show if he doesn't show up. Ooh. And the young dragons finally make their ambush on the cat. Well, we were waiting for this and I, the dumbass interfered. Gotta get our spot in. <laughs> oh, whatever. And then, all right, so more goofy WWE Network stuff here. The actual fake Nirvana music yeah. plays. For Canyon. Yeah. What the hell? Positively Canyon. Like, And I know that they've edited something, because like, there's a couple of times where we see signs in the crowd that are completely blurred out. Mm-hmm. My favorite that I saw blurred out was, Blur sucks. And I'm like, well, what's this? Because yeah. I saw a WWF sucks yeah. sign out there. So I'm like, I really want to know what I just was. thought it. So I know at some point, was there like a at least some type of legal negotiations between WCW and like Nirvana about, or the, whoever, the keepers of the Nirvana, right? Not that, that I term, remember. About the keepers the, of Nirvana. <laughs> well, like, was, it, was it officially Courtney at that point or not? Yeah, I don't I think know. So. But she doesn't even know. About like smells like Teen Spirit, obviously for DDP's theme. I don't remember DDP coming out to anything else. So, so, so here's what's funny though. That's why it just made me think like, did WC or WWE or whatever find a loophole where now where it's like, well, it wasn't being used with Paige, it was being used with Kenya, and that wasn't part of the negotiations uh, for the. Ooh. the ne- but that, there's more. It of, seems ridiculous. Why it's would, yeah, why would WWE care? I, I mean, sure. at this point, yeah, like they want to represent DDP properly. Well, it could be because <laughs> stalker. The, the infamy of this pay per view. Maybe they were figuring it's going to be one of the ones that gets watched a lot on the network. That could, it's so. I would, that's one of those things I love to pick somebody's brain about. Either. Like what stuff you have to do on the network, and clearly, apparently, like now we're going to get even further editing on the network, probably to mm-hmm. remove somebody else that never existed in the history of WWF. How are they going to do that? I don't See, know. Because I, I was, I'm going to sell some DVDs later today, and I had my. <laughs> oh, I bet you are, I, sir. I had my Hulk Hogan set in there. <laughs> my bank, my, my bank account's running wild. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, we know it is. And I'm not going to sell that DVD set now because I'm like, well, like if I watch WrestleMania five, am I not going to see? Well, so I think. From what I heard now, is this true with the Benoit matches? Like, if you try to watch them, I mean, you know, like, there's the little pen marks that are on the screen where you can yeah, fast you forward to an fast event. Forward to you can't fast forward to a Chris Benoit match. I've never heard thing. that. 
And I, I'm wondering if that's the way you do it, like with because whenever Chris Benoit is on there, they have a little disclaimer at the beginning. Yeah. About something. it doesn't reflect. It doesn't. Yeah. There's that. They put that on the shows that are questionable. Well, like it's on the beginning of this one too. Yeah, it's on this one. So I haven't, I haven't come across a time where I had to skip to a Chris Benoit match. Maybe that's exclusive to. What do you guys have? Amazon Fire? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have Apple TV, so I don't know. So, like, when you skip ahead to an event, next time you watch a Benoit pay-per-view... I'll do it. WrestleMania and, 20. And I... Because I, I, I... What people say is if you see a long gap, there's probably a Chris Benoit match in Right, there. because on Amazon Fire, you can skip to... It's just it, weird. Like, you can on the Xbox It's one, in two, there, but we're just not going to draw attention to it being there is basically Because the, you can get to the match, you can get to a point, and the interesting thing to look is to see if there's... Chris Benoit wins the WWE... World Heavyweight Championship. I don't think it's in there. Yeah, that's from what that's from what I had heard. I don't know if that's changed, but uh, all right. So as we said, Kenya comes out to the real fake Nirvana <laughs> with his great wig, <laughs> and I'll tell you this: with a book. since Great American Bash, so it has been awesome because he comes out. He does. He it's perfect that it's him because it's somebody who knows Paige really well and like knows yeah. all of his mannerisms. Oh, and, and wait. I love when he gets to the rim and he does the thing in the corner, you know, where he kind of hangs. Yep. Or he used to smoke a cigar. And this was an annoying bit. And we just talked about last match, like with heels, where they have to get over by hitting somebody with an object. Because his is he has a brick in the book, Positively Canyon. And that's how he's gotten over in the last couple of shows. I thought the psychology of the way that worked in this match was really good. Yeah, that was great. This is a really good match. Oh, Uh, I like his attire. Those velour pants. And and, it looks fantastic. And uh, it's not gonna be the first time we see this man tonight. Booker T, mind you, T. Yeah, they brought not that GI back. bro because he ditches the GI bro like he because it's it's like somewhere in one of these nitros it's like his get serious moment, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. But um, no more GI bro. Booker T with the proper music mm-hmm. comes out to just an amazing pop. Wow, mm-hmm. holy smokes! Um, you'd think this guy was wrestling for the title. Work. All right, so. <laughs> Booker against Canyon. Booker starts out with the advantage. Big standing wheel kick to start off with. Booker not only looks awesome, but gets a hell of a pop still throughout the entire match. Finds a quickly finds the brick in Canyon's copy of Positively Canyon, because as we said, this was how Canyon was getting over recently, was uh, winning matches through the brick in the book. It's good to know he's watching the program. Oh yeah, he's, he's studying it. I'm coming for you, Canyon. The referees aren't, though. No, no, no. What's no. this? What the <laughs> hell? Hey! <laughs> so trying he, to pull a fast one, are you? That's some he, heavy reading. Booker throws Canyon all over the outside, really in control, hits a big top rope clothesline. Canyon finally gets the advantage after pulling Booker to the outside. We get a chair. Oh, this... Anytime these spots happen, it's always like... I'm always impressed with how they carefully do it you know we're we're gonna do something with the stairs but using another object to hit something into the stairs we get one of those with uh booker's back yeah Yeah. shoulder arm is it shoulder more the shoulder knife scar um Kenny hits a second uh, second rope soup. He does the Cesaro. He does the Cesaro. Yeah, yeah Cesaro. I wrote it that is. Too. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Gets a ton of heat from the crowd, but I love his version of the Alabama Slam. Yeah. Yes, he sits out with it. Yeah. Perfect. I didn't think that was going to be a pin. Canyon was a great offensive and, wrestler. And then yeah. how does he follow that up? He reverses it into uh, it's an a inverted Boston, Boston Crab. Holy which, Well, I'm trying to figure out. Like it was cool at the beginning, but I thought, wow, 
how is this more effective than a Boston crab? It, it's probably you, looks. You're not si- yeah, it yeah. looks cool, but yeah. it's like you're not sitting on the back. It's like the tur- like the turnbuckle figure four. People are always thrown off by it. I gotta watch my head. I just gotta watch my head. That's, no, that's the only. Really, yeah, that's the only person I gotta watch. Out the padding's on. I mean, if, if there's cake on the pad. You know, if Bill Watts is booking this shit, I mean, I'm gonna be hurt. <laughs> Jesus. I'm driving across the province. I'll be thinking about it. <laughs> All right. So. Just picture them hauling in like a green station wagon with that music playing the I entire I think that's the only eight, song he listens to. The 800 Miles. Yeah. That or his uh, Re- what, WrestleMania, the album. God. Oh, no. <laughs> Simon Cowell somewhere was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> I'm so enamored by this. <laughs> you, right. sir, are the future of music. I think we have the wrong country for Simon Cowell on that. Fuck him. <laughs> anyway, all right, so. Wrong province. This <laughs> was sketch one. I, um, Booker powers out of that Boston Crab. Irish whip into a chair, followed up by a spine buster. Canyon gets in a shot with the book, but because there's no brick in it. Yeah, and he has to open it up to wait, reveal it. Uh, right. Hey, wait a minute. That's a big, wait a damn minute. <laughs> That's a big book, too. Yeah. I mean, that's like my email to Satpod well, book. That's well, huge. The commentators still point out that it had some effect on Booker T because yeah. it knocked him down. They're like, well, it must have been the force that Canyon used. It's a decent cover. I'll give him that. Yeah. All right. Booker then sp- spins up, spin a Rooney. Mark Madden calls a force, to which he must get his special at this point because he, ra- he rails off a Harlem sidekick, oh, an yep. axe kick, and the bookend. Within 10 yeah. seconds of each other, it seems like. The super combo. Booker gets a two. He's going to the top rope either probably for the hangover or that for the... That was cool the... that it was a two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because of what happens later. Apparently. Right? Yeah. He goes to the top rope for either the drop kick or the hangover. One of the two. Mayhem Jeff Jarrett says, living up to his name. <clears throat> Not having none of it. No. <laughs> I told you I'd screw with the show. Man, he fucks with his livelihood. <laughs> Man, he, he guitars the hell out of Booker T. When the ref the is referee's oblivious to all that. <laughs> I wonder who did this. I'm so this book has a hole in it. it doesn't take what a Sherlockian sure detective to figure out that Jeff Jarrett just came out there. I'm sure lock into <laughs> I can deduce that by these oh, guitar God. strings. If you eliminate all imp- all the impossibilities. <laughs> Bird of prey Bird of Prey must be cloaked. It's cloaked. <laughs> Bird of Prey, Bird of prey is cloaked. fire when she's cloaked. Hey, this, one, hey, this one can. This one can. Huh? <laughs> Fire! (laughs) (laughs) Over here, guy. I'd pay real money if he'd shut up. (laughs) All right. Canyon then um, is able to capitalize. He hits a second rope canyon cutter for the win. (laughs) That's the one you can do in the video game. Yep, it is. played it. (laughs) Ten minutes and five seconds. A good, solid match. I didn't mind the finish. Obviously, because of what would happen later, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't mind it because it almost felt like it was a decent storyline. Yeah, mm-hmm. it. Which makes me, we're gonna have to discuss it, but like, what's kayfabe and what's not with this show? Like, because it's like, it's like they're setting something up. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And Jeff I, Jared. yeah, yeah, and we'll get into it because I think, I think they definitely. And if would. I was going to, with what's gonna come later, if I was gonna have someone do that. Canyon would definitely be the opponent I'd put him out there with because even in the looks it looks so good. makes it look great. Yeah. In the back, Pamela catches up with Mike Awesome, who Pam-Balance? is busy. Pamblance. Pamblance. Thank you. That's awesome. Pamblance. I forgot about man. Oh God, I I I knew this was coming up soon, but 
I didn't realize it was what? this soon with... Uh, no, actually, you know what? I, I, I was shocked we got as much of Mike Awesome being the real Mike Awesome. I love Mike Awesome during this bit where mm-hmm. he's hitting on the fat chick. Yes, and then, leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And he's all being sweet and just yep. so awesome. And then she shows up with the microphone. Mike Awesome sees a microphone. He gets into mullet mode. He starts oh. pointing that, that freaking... He gets a <laughs> Super Brawl Saturday move. Yeah. Is exactly... <laughs> all right. He's got a matchup tonight with Scott Steiner for the United States Championship. He says, I've beaten Scott Steiner twice already. And that, Pamela, you are not as hot as that fat lady was. <laughs> to which I love the, the, the love disgust on her face. Just, yeah, fine. Yeah, that's the way you feel. <laughs> I'll just go over to Steiner's locker room. He knows how to treat a woman. <laughs> Steiner, oh, we, Steiner does. Oh. Yeah, he does <laughs> treat women. Steiner's a lot of fun here. Scott Steiner's music hits a big pop for big Papa Pump, well, without a doubt. And it's his music too. It's not even yeah. Steiner Line. Yep. It's yeah. It's so weird. Mm. I got that. All right. Anyway. Steiner Line. Here comes a story after two <laughs> Ooh, biography. I, and I immediately, immediately thought <laughs> of, uh, of their all the all the champions come out first tonight. Apparently, well, except for the cruiserweight title match. Every champion comes out first tonight. Yeah. 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 Since you well, sweet. Yeah. Well, not, even the world title match. The real world title match. Maybe not. Well, I get. I think I so. Know. I think I think it does the real world title match. I think the champion comes out first. Well, it's all over the place tonight. There's no consistency with it. But um, all right. So to hit this one up here, Steiner ambushes him on the outside of the ring of the ring to start early. Steiner gets backdrop into an old guy. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Foot to the face. <laughs> the guy's like. I mean, great sport it. about it. Love. Yeah, it. He's a great sport. Yeah. Awesome splashes over the rails. Still a great spot. Awesome. Big so, ball. Steiner gets a kiss from a girl at ringside. Yeah. Notice, oh. yeah, those two girls that the camera just loves. Like, oh, the, the, whole the night. two drunk floozies next yeah. to like Florida man. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Florida man. That's, that's Is that like Alabama man? Yeah, but with more class. <laughs> Big and less bro- wife beating. <laughs> Big brawl through the crowd. Finally, we get back in the ring. Steiner's once again in control. Big over the head, belly to belly suplex from the top rope. Oh, now let's cut right. to cut to Jason. There we go. Okay. So after this moment happens, Steiner's lady turns around to pose for the crowd. Crowd goes nuts. I mean, her boobs are huge. They're in these guys' face. The entire front row is into it. If you happen to notice, in the bottom left-hand corner, there's a couple. These people are wearing matching shirts. That's why I assume they're a couple. The lady immediately starts to berate the guy for apparently staring at her boobs. This goes on <laughs> through awesome. part of them. And it's, like, it's just one of those things like it caught my eye and kept my attention. These people keep going back and forth. It's right after the belly to belly. It's after the belly to belly because after she turns around and she poses and everyone's like into it. Yeah. This lady goes off on this guy. It's got to be like a good minute and a half. And he, he, you can see the face. He's like, oh, no, no, honey. You're much prettier. She's trash. Than, yeah. Look, she's got those fake boobs. You've eaten 300 pounds at Golden Corral. You've got real boobs. Kind of thing. <laughs> so look on her face. Then they do like the kind of makeup. Like, oh, we just fought. Mm, want to kiss. And he turns. And as she looks away, he kind of does the jack off symbol. Looking away from her. <laughs> it is fantastic. It's gonna be. That's what you get for bringing the wife, pal. Yeah, and (laughs) what's cool is these people are probably like eight seats down from the group we just that Charlie just broke up with. Florida man and his flu. Florida. That the lady just gets drunker and drunker. (laughs) Florida man versus Shark Boy for the for the WCW TV title. It's a dark man. The darkest. The darkest. So Scott Steiner then once again decides to expose the business with a 10 punch. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome lands a snake eyes on uh, snake eyes on Steiner, followed by a stiff bell shot to take control. Big top rope clothesline. The cat makes his way out. Now Steiner hits another belly to belly suplex and goes for the Steiner recliner. But the cat, which this is something. Is this been, the botch to belly? Where it looks like he almost decapitates my Yeah, yes. I think that yeah. was, yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, in the weeks building up to this, saving. like, uh, Steiner is the anti authority man that he is, mm-hmm. was they were banning the use of the recliner for whatever reason. It doesn't look good anyway, but. <laughs> looks like a strangle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you don't want the largest arms. The Ann Arbor <laughs> strangle. You don't want the man who's banned. The strangler from Ann Arbor. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, um. The cat once again warms him. Warms him. Warm. He warmed. You know what I mean. It's an inanimate name. Oh, Hey, it's okay to botch some speaking when you're talking about the great one, Scott Stein. Oh. Man, I watched that again last night. That is one of the greatest promos. Are you going to suck my dick or what? Then get out. The cat warns him again. If you do the recliner... He's going to stop the match, and you're going to be um, you're going to be immediately. I guess uh, not just disqualified, but you're going to forfeit the match. Don't you think you should be a little more authoritative than? Hold on a minute. Nevertheless, Scott Steiner disregards and puts on the Steiner recliner. Mike Awesome is immediately declared the winner and the new United States champion. Whoa, they declared him the. U- I don't remember yep. if they declared him the champion. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Oh. Even though it was a DQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, all right, so... I didn't know Mike Awesome ever won this title. I think he's technically... Uh, well, well, hold on. You can't win. There's that a lot of technical... Madu- <laughs> they're right. They're given they're to you. They're given to you. So uh, give me a minute. I want to double check. Mike Awesome was having a baby shower, and Vince Russo <laughs> showed up with the U.S. title at Target bag for him. <laughs> I almost did buy the U.S. title at Target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They had it. Don't do that. They had a United States oh, title. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to, you'd have to put the <laughs> this match. This is a Target Open Challenge. That's right. You'd have to put the match of your life on every week if you bought that belt. <laughs> I'm still looking here. Keep, okay, uh, well, well, basically after that, Scott Steiner throws his little uh, temper tantrum, and he gives Mike Awesome, I call it a T-bone fuck play. Yes. <laughs> All right, he just kind of like hooks him underneath with his right arm, and then he looks like he grabs his hair. Mm-hmm. He grabs him by the... Yeah. I always thought the T-bone suplex was from the front, not reverse. So it says Commissioner Miller stripped Steiner of the title following the match. So I don't know why he just didn't look at this. Oh, he got the he got, he the, got the almanac. He got the almanac. Yeah, Gray Sports Almanac here to go right. check it out. I did not invent the time machine for financial gain. That's right. And I have a question while he looks this up. This will help out. Back to the future too, where Biff goes back in time. This is now this is scummy Biff who's been their mechanic forever. He goes back in time and makes himself rich. How come he doesn't disappear? He does, in the deleted scene. Yes, but see, it doesn't happen because it's not an official movie. Well, no. Is that well, why he's in so much pain when he's getting out of the DeLorean? If we're going to talk about that, yes, because he, he disappears in the very next scene, and they had it in the original cut, but it confused everybody. That's what Robert Zemeckis said. It confused everybody, yeah. so they removed it. I got gotcha. you. But you're absolutely right. It's he he fades away mm. after uh, Doc and Marty disappear. You know, travel. So he back. doesn't even get to enjoy his theft. No, and he, he probably back. he probably died <laughs> at some point before 2015. That's why he disappears. It's possible. Yes, like that's why they say he disappears because, uh, in fact, Zemeckis said like in his mind, um, Lorraine actually killed him. Shot I him like that. Shot, shot him with the gun. That if, George, if you want to hear something good, while we clean this cake up. 
Uh, Nerdist did a podcast with uh, Lorraine McFly this week, and it's fantastic. Oh, yeah? Well, like, I mean, yeah. she lived the, all the way through, and it is a pleasant. She's great. They're uh, doing, apparently, October 26th, Universal Studios in Hollywood, because the whole back lot is Hill Valley anyway. That's it. They're, yeah, they're, I used to work there. They're fixing it up, and they're <laughs> Good going... Good swerve! No, yeah, there shit. it is. They're going to yeah. fix it up, and they're going to uh, do, like, a big drive-in movie theater of Back to the Future on, like, Marty Day. Yeah, they're bringing... Yeah, because yeah, it's when it goes to 2015. Anyway, welcome back. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. All right, so what was the... What's the word on it? Oh, right. I was looking that up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I brought up something I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure that... Awesome has got the gets the U.S. title um, as a result of this. Where is it? Twenty. It's either he gets her or they vacate. It's one of the two. Mm, on WCW. No, no. It was vacated, and then it was given to Lance Storm. Oh, Lance oh Storm. we're gonna be getting into that. Okay, he so he beat Mike Awesome in a tournament. Yeah. Okay. So Fantastic. that is something that has been. So Lance Storm has been periodically popping up on shows Love during Lance this Storm. time. During this time, they haven't got him on pay per view yet. I'm glad you brought that up because it's weird. Like it's like he's running in on matches where like it's like shitty low level guys and like saving the day almost. Mm-hmm. So that's cool though. So I retract. Awesome does awesome is declared the winner. Signer is stripped of the belt, but it will now be vacated for a tournament. A tournament. Mm-hmm. Which Lance Storm beats Mike Awesome in the final. D- this match got high rating. This, Melt- oh, this, this, this is okay. Mel- Meltzer gave this one another like, like three and a quarter. I don't like the finish. I, it is a dumb finish. Mm-hmm. But, but everything leading up to it was we, a lot of fun. Here's one thing I like though. Here are two that well it's kinda clever in a way because you found a way to get the US title off Steiner but still keep him strong. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like it's, what they do to Brock. And it still kind of positions um, awesome to be like in the U.S. title picture. I, mm-hmm. Then again, he might, I, I don't know. You should have just given him the belt. I or agree. Whatever. But anyway. Mike Awesome's very underrated talent. Oh, the announcers, once again, now they're back to speculating about Hogan, his whereabouts. Oh, my God. Which oh then God. transition us into this. This gets really forgotten on this show. With all the other crap that's about to happen for obvious reasons. But goddamn, is this fun to talk about. We've got a graveyard match. <laughs> Not a buried alive match. It is a graveyard match. With and what's Bam- the object of the graveyard match? To fight in the graveyard, but then to get to the arena. Which we don't know where this graveyard is. And I actually almost like hit fast forward when Tony Schiavone said... It could be 100 yards. It could be five miles away. And I'm like, it better not be no miles away. <laughs> First of all. Because they're walking. <laughs> this is a scary looking graveyard. Yes, it is. There's only like 12 tombstones max. It's like something out they're, of Hatchet. There are arches out of Hatchet. <laughs> the grass looks grass, awesome. The grass looks very fake in some places. And apparently some guy. With a body of water. Th- there was going to be a funeral. And they said, fuck it. We'll leave the coffin right here. Oh, my God. So, yeah. It's, it's Vampiro... And the demon, so the demon Dale Torborg. That's so, right, because they're starting to do that now. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about both these guys real quick. Vampiro coming off of the bat. Oh, this was so dumb. The night after when he killed Sting. The night after <laughs> or he made Sting, Sting kill, kill himself. himself. <laughs> or, yeah, the night that he killed Steve, as he likes to keep calling him oh, at times, he calls him Steve. But um, he's talking to a guy in a cloak. Who once again is the higher? I, I joked to me is like it, it, it was it was me it was me Steve it was me the whole time oh, might as well be revisionist history uh, but it started things just started to get really just still like they're still playing up this supernatural quality of Vampiro and they the demon shows back up as we know he has to be put in special main events according to the contract but they do try to humanize him. Yeah, it's, uh, it's too much because he's engaged to Asia, to Asia, making her return to the podcast. Stand back, Asia! Oh, it's so bad. They're, the torch, 
<laughs> there, I, I like it. I don't. The thing I like about it is that we're we're saddled with this albatross. Let's make try and do something with it to where we're at least not just throwing this guy out here just to be. So oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, it's just so this match starts with Demon looking for Vampiro, and he's got Asia with him, and he's like, "Yeah, like you said, where is he? Where is he?" He gives up after about like twenty or thirty seconds. <laughs> like he he looks in like one spot and then just goes, "I don't I don't know." Well, it's you. not a very talky Torber. Yeah, it's talky. Very talky Son of a bitch. Which I'll segue into Vampiro is hiding in a tree <laughs> and jumps, misses, yeah. smacks that <laughs> out of the dirt. And Dale Torborg controls this match for about the first 90 seconds, so Vampiro really needs to work on his yeah. mind games. This, just to cut back, <laughs> this looks like the best episode of Goth Talk I have ever seen. <laughs> Jesus. How do you? I, I I wrote. How do you go from fighting Sting to this? Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and oh oh and, oh. The star of this match though is Charles Robinson. Yeah, he has many natures. Charles Robinson, it, like with a flashlight, he is like the lighting. He goes fucking match. platoon on this, trying to. I'm gonna get you out of here. I'll save you. <laughs> <laughs> you go, we go. <laughs> Just. It's got all the, it, this has all the elements of a sci-fi original movie. Oh, man, You've got a guy who thinks he's Kiss with some not attractive lady and a referee. <laughs> so, Vampiro, he pulls the demon into the water. After he tries, after he tries to free him, Charles Robbins has the tough time as we talked about. He, he, he platoons his way out of this, trying to get the demon out of the water. But the chase is back on. Now Asia is all of a sudden beside a coffin. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the coffin, folks. It's Vampiro. I mean, no one can beat him. We just, yeah, we just checked it minutes ago. Yeah. It's not possible for anyone to get back in. Like there. I like, I like the image of Vampiro just like going up to that coffin. <laughs> <laughs> but then I gotta get the mist in. Don't tell him that I'm in there. I gotta get to Jerry's mist. Yeah. I just, I, I just, lo- I almost had to put on repeat just him popping up like. Whoop, whoop, whoop. How you doing? <laughs> it's, it's a Beetlejuice quote away from being pretty. Ringo! <laughs> oh, and, and then he picks up the cinder block. Yeah. <laughs> Get me a dick! <laughs> it's, I told you you should join me, Dale. I kept calling him Dale. Dale. So funny. Not Dale. Character <laughs> dies. But Dale. <laughs> yeah. You're a demon. Okay, impressive. But your name is. Dale, you might as well have on a hat and go, I kill bugs. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, he does that. And I like I like uh, two things that the commentators do after the cinder block incident, which is they go, was that the, that block or was that his head? Like, <laughs> was like, that part like, of a tombstone? Yeah, like he had some in that. Yeah, was that part of a tombstone? And then he goes, he is unconscious. His body is lifeless. And you can clearly see Dale. Like, here, let me help him. <laughs> I'll, I'll just get in here. I, so, lie I love the line. Minute. I love the line here where he gets tossed into the grave and and he says, Say hello to Sting in hell. Oh, I'm <laughs> trying to figure this out. Like, because he flips the thing into that grave. Yeah. Was this, like, recorded at another time? Had to have been. Because I was trying to look at Robinson's hair to see if it was still wet. Yeah. You know, because there's no way they would do well, that. Clearly, adrenaline has dried him off. Oh, my God. And then he throws the torch down. And I, I like <laughs> Scott Hudson. Scott Hudson's like, what is this symbolic of? <laughs> I, it's got to be something. I've seen a torch in Vampiro before. It, it, there's, a, there's a slight problem time with the cameras and autofocus because when he goes into the grave, they, they try to make this a great frame shot with the, the torch gets thrown in there. Like it's supposed, 
the autofocus is on, so there's something in the foreground that's causing the it to to not fully oh, focus, focus on what has just happened. And we're gonna get it in a minute when we come back to the arena to the weirdo druids mean business. Oh talk. yeah. Have you? <laughs> did you notice the crawl moment? This is the first time Vampiro throws him where he throws him into the grave without being in the casket. Charles Ramps is trying to help him out, and the demon Old Dale grabs a plant and is pulling himself <laughs> oh, yeah. out with the plant. <laughs> Bless this is a crawl with a quick this goes, this, um, this goes close to about seven minutes. <laughs> and I, 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 it was very entertaining. Yeah, well, oh, it was so entertaining. God awful, but yeah. Oh, I like the talk of alligators. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going alligators. This is Florida, after all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is true. This is Florida. <laughs> but we're ancient The yeah, University are... of Florida football team was just sitting out there, and that's <laughs> the, what they meant. What the hell's going on? <laughs> they're all Undertaker. They're all Undertaker fans dressed up in Florida. <laughs> hey man, you want you on this here, Dale? This will help. You on this wait, one, yeah. Dale, Dale, you're not a demon, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, back to the arena. It's Mean Gene with Shane Douglas, who is still in full on Joe Namath mode mm. with guarantees across the board with every promo. There are very few guarantees. Oh, God, is this a long story? All right, so did we talk about why Buff Bagwell disappeared for a while? He uh, did something, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did do something. So backstage, and this was um, this was on one of the nights where we're gonna th- drop blood from the ceiling, and they were rolling out the car. One of the, the carpets are gonna use to help soak it up when it hit. A backstage worker, just a PA, is trying to get through. Uh-oh. Where in a doorway, there's Bagwell, Luger, and Liz, and Bagwell decides to be kind of a prick and not get out of the way. The guy uh-huh. asks again, and. Bagwell proceeds to punch him in the neck so hard that it leaves an imprint. Bagwell was suspended for 30 days. Right in the middle of that hot run that him and Douglas were having as the yeah. tag team. Yeah. That's what ends up happening. What an so, asshole. So they, what yeah. do they decide to do? They bring it's him butt. back and as a face. Butt! <laughs> 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 he never changes. No, no he doesn't. No. No. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, so... Um, this one we cut to our spiff of the pay-per-view. <laughs> and what is it, folks? B, Goldberg's manager at an event. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be the envy of millions of fans. <laughs> to, for a guy who's never had a manager yeah. ever. You, what are you going to do, give him pointers? <laughs> <laughs> you ever tried a single leg takedown? Hey, have you tried an Indian death lock? <laughs> Man, <shit. That's> Indian <laughs> death lock. How about a front chancery? <laughs> I'm going to get you. You're going to get me. So um, we now lead into our match. It's Buff Bagwell against Shane Douglas here. Um, of course, Douglas cuts like he, he in his He's promo. He's reserved. Yeah. Still a lot of <laughs> after every God. statement. Buff immediately. This is, I've never seen somebody do this now in a modern age of wrestling. Nobody needs to start a chant. They happen oh all the time. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, it's bad. It's like 1988. <laughs> Dumbass. Like you don't, Dumbass. you idiot. Like, like, believe me, the crowd will go ahead and chant because they don't like really either one of you no. that much. The crowd goes mild. Uh, Shane Douglas sucks. So do you. That would have been. Crazy. Why does like Shane Douglas like? I miss tassels. I really do. Like like Ultimate Warrior, British Bulldog. Shane Douglas isn't a wrestler who should be wearing tassels. It just looks weird. Why does Shane Douglas even come out in a robe? 
It's like not a, a full robe. It's like this weird what is it? drape. It's like it's like a cheap. It's like the thing Ric Flair get, puts on when he gets out of the shower. Like, like why does he wear a robe? It's just nothing about his costume. There is fits. no heat behind this guy no. whatsoever. No matter how much they try to like the thing they did with the wall at Great American Bash with the uh, quote unquote like triple table spot <laughs> to win the best of five table match. The best of nine. The best of nine. Best of nine. <laughs> oh, God. He he's like also getting two and tables. he's getting worse looking too, and it's just yeah. where his, and I as think, he's getting with those pills yeah. that he talked yeah. about. So yeah. The further we get away from what was, should have been the great Ric Flair feud, it gets worse for Shane. Clearly, uh, Buff immediately starts. They starts the franchise sucks. Champ gets the upper hand early, inside and outside the ring. This one goes punch kick pose is kind of the theme this of isn't the very opening. Good. It isn't. Douglas hits a mule kick and goes for the pile driver on the concrete, but Buff reverses, of course. You think the guy with the broken neck is going to take that? Nope. nope. <laughs> Match goes back and forth a couple more times before Shane gets the strong advantage on the outside. Tori Wilson then all of a sudden makes her way out. She decks Shane. She doesn't know what she wants. No. And she wants it now. Camp there? The announcer's champ. That question will be answered this Sunday night. She decks Shane, which leads to a quick roll up by Buff. I thought it would have been the end of the match. Nope, it's a two count. It won't end. Tori kisses Buff then, but then kicks him in the groin, but doesn't leave ringside. You'd think after both those spots, like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. But she sticks around, which becomes important. Franchise hits what's... They call this the Pittsburgh Plunge, which... I forgot about that move, yep, actually. Yep, I had forgotten about and it. I was like, hey, that's it. And then, no. So wait a second, what did he call the double underhook? That move that he actually won with? What's <laughs> the double underhook, like, suplex? Like, oh, no, he no, no, to do that? This is the real Pittsburgh Plunge. Uh, yeah, the, I'm getting him confused with like, Johnson, you know, cradle I think. suplex. But the move that down. he wins with, I was so happy to see it uh, because... I used to do it with the Shane Douglas action figure. The uh, commentators don't know what it is. He used to call that move the franchiser. Yeah. Oh, the jawbreaker thing? Yeah, the jawbreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Really hard to do with toys. Sure. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we end up getting it's here. That's with the franchise. That's what Shane hits to end up getting the three count. Tori, I get, is apparently with Shane. That's a hell of a way to Whatever. interfere okay. in a match. 754. Uh, um, so you go from Billy Kidman to Horace Hogan. She she has no type. (laughs) It's true. No type, and and it's just funny. Like the graveyard match was so entertaining. Granted, work rate zero, but this was probably the one of the worst. It's one of the low points. How do you feel about the? Unsurprisingly, during things like the graveyard match, you know, like what are they doing? Yeah, like their only bit. Well, uh, uh, Florida man, I'm sure is okay. (laughs) He's like, get her another beer. Florida man's having a great time. He's, He's gonna. Oh yeah. In the back, he's here. It's Hollywood Hogan. Walks through the backstage. He's all decked out in his Hollywood gear. That's what... Well, Except here, no boa? No boa. Which I like, because I, I, the boa fit more that WWF return for him. Well, not even that. To me, the boa, like, yeah, yeah it represents his last run. Yeah. When I see the boa. Granted, I like it, but at the same time, it's like it's like he's just trying to cover his face and yeah. show how old he's not. Maybe he could cover his words on videotape. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that before you record a sex oh. tape. <laughs> Holt Gibson. Holt Gibson over here. <laughs> Holt Kramer. Holt Gibson. That's awesome. Mean Gene is with Mayhem Jeff Jarrett. He asks Mean Gene if he's seen the usual suspect. 
Jurassic. Oh, that, I, <laughs> I love that reference. I did. Jurassic slap ass. There we go. It's a nothing is what it seems kind of night, apparently. You ever seen Usual Suspect? <laughs> you ever a little ditty called Usual Suspect? What, what, wouldn't it be just great if Scott started like, Man, Gene, you ever seen Citizen Kane? It's a rosebud kind of night. It was directed by Alfred Hitchcock starring Gary Cooper. <laughs> I've seen it 66 and two-thirds yeah, times. I was so good. It beat The Godfather for Best Picture. It beat Avatar's box office. It, his history is incredible. Like when, when the, the, German, the World War II's part, uh, TNA. When the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor the and bombed we kicked Italy's ass. <laughs> Because he is wasted on top of it. Hold two bottles of wine. All right, so we get the video package for the epic main event we're supposed to give. It's a true video package, too, and everything. Jeff Jarrett, Hulk Hogan. And it's and if you chart this, like Hulk Hogan's been tracking towards oh, this. I'm going to need a beer. All right. All right. For this so, match. Just to, in all fairness, like Hogan has been tracking towards this since, remember, when he came back with the... Um, when he first came back against, uh, we saw Rick, the, this match with Ric Flair, yep. with Lex Luger, and then the Billy. He's been tracking towards this. There we go. It's oh. number three for the podcast for <laughs> Between Everything. There we go. All right, so we have Botch Buffer in the ring. Mm. Idiot. He does our uh, tip once again. The, the I love chain. it. We can't hear him. Uh, his mic. Yeah, sound, his Thank mixing God. was bad. Yeah. I'm not going to rush through any of this because oh, this no. is all very, Let's very take important. Take this all in. Yeah. Yeah. We get uh, Jeff Jarrett's cowboy music first, which is weird. The champ, the man with the stroke. The is man introduced. with very little stroke. <laughs> music oh. plays for a while. Even the announcers pick up on it. And they're kind of like panning the camera to the yep. crowd. And, yep. And they're into it. They are ready for this match. They are into it. Like, this seems like a lot of people... Bought tickets just to see this match. Mm -hmm. All 6,000 of them. All 6,000. 4,000 comps. But no Florida man. Not he paid for Florida those. Man Florida man bought out a section for his posse. <laughs> to, go, to go back to something, or maybe it happens later because they go in the crowd a couple of times. At one point when they go into the crowd, they're like in row two. Yeah. And Scott Hudson says something like, oh, they're going into the cheap seats. And I'm like, that's row two. Yeah. So what the hell? What are you charging? It is what, Florida. Where are we diving? What do you think? So, if as this was supposed to go, this was not the main event. That's right? see, that's where I'm like, what's going on here? Uh -huh. uh, like a little it's bit just, weird, isn't it? It's this. Like Goldberg Nash. What is it? Four or five at this point? Yeah. Well, is this that, is oh, what? What? Four, oh, oh, oh four, how many times they fought? Yeah, I mean, we've sure. we've gotten this so many times, and I, I'm including some of the nitros. I'm probably forgetting a lot too, but still, that that was one thing I felt weird. And it works out, obviously, because of what's going on. But um, instead, Vince Russo comes out, and he looks pissed. Yeah. It's not the the Batman, quote-unquote, like or the... Yeah. He does, and they, they even say that. Did you notice that? Yeah, they even they say it's the man, not the character, which... Exposing the business, man. man. Yeah, they, well, they do that a what lot. What does this do for psychology? Well, <laughs> I mean, Giant Gonzalez could have put some dirt in When the Giant Gonzalez is doing a DDT <laughs> and he only gets a two count, it's exposing the business. I mean, he can drive your head through to hell. <laughs> in your yard, getting your shoulder up. <laughs> when the Giant Gonzalez is an Indian deathlock and a man's not tapping out. <laughs> 
<laughs> too many. So, so are, excuse me, Taker. Are you trying to say that the giant Gonzalez? Oh, I'm sorry. That was a bad Jim Ross impression. I'm oh, that sorry. was. Yeah, that, exposing that, I, the business is a Jim Ross thing. Oh, I know, but I didn't. But it was a really bad Jim Ross impression. Everything, everything comes back. You're gonna, have, you're gonna have to do the Indian deadlock. It's you. We're gonna win. Don't call him Mister. Don't call him Mr. Gonzalez. Mr. Giant Gonzalez. Mr. Gonzalez. <laughs> okay, let's rebook the feud from WrestleMania 9. If it's the Giant, Giant Gonzalez and Taker being held oh, apart. No, 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 no. They're being held apart, and Archer is trying to talk sense into Giant Gonzalez not to attack Undertaker anymore. Don't, don't put the zip ties on the Giant Gonzalez. He gets so mad he unzips his, like, his leotard suits. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is just the tops hanging there, there's still that inappropriate. Appropriate patch of hair. Oh, yeah, that's right there. It's There's not part of this. We never got a giant Gonzalez toy. <laughs> well, it was funny. There's a reason. He breaks free. He'll be there in a minute, folks. Yeah, He's yeah. not. <laughs> don't touch me. Like Brock talking to the cops, like he just finished. Like, don't touch me. <laughs> okay. All right. So now Jarrett comes out after Russo. He looks fine so far. He's doing all the usual Jarrett. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, panders to the crowd. All the His usual double um, pill. Yep. Yeah. yep. All the usual stuff here. That's when I noticed his botch buffers mic really drops. That's when I noticed it. Fine with me. I don't think it's yep. a botch at all. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan gets the NWO music again, which... Is this what he really had? And I think uh, it's so fucking fitting. Well, I'll tell you what, though. So yeah, fitting. When he, when he does the air guitar part, it yep. fits with... <laughs> We were talking about the match with uh, with old Kidman. He looked like he was falling it in, and he looks like it right here. Oh, Hogan's so. ready for the belt, man. Yeah, oh, he's... He's like, oh, I get to win the belt again. Yeah, two thousand, no less. All right, Hogan takes the mic from Buffer, and he says, like, I mean, just a kind yeah. What of does he say again? Basically, he's gonna power bomb Jarrett's ass yeah, through the ring, which, which. Uh, Unbeknownst to us, but known to people in the audience, Jarrett's up on the ring apron yeah. with his arms folded. Yeah, like yeah. Mm, no, so it like Hogan's gonna do a power bomb, and then Hogan says he's gonna do it for Nash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Th- All thank right. you. For, yep, he says he brings that up again. Very fitting. We'll talk about it. We'll get into it. Hogan does have massive pops from the crowd. It, oh, yeah. It's undeniable. We can't he signs for him. Man, does he? I mean, he, he is good. tanned. He's yeah. tanned. He looks, it's WC, he was classic WCW trim Hogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. The yeah. deflated float. Yeah. <laughs> the float. The bell rings, and immediately, well, he doesn't get in the ring immediately, does he, Jared? Like Russo? No, no Jared. I, I thought he was like. I mean, if I'm watching this for the first time, it looks like he's playing mind games or psychology. Mm-hmm. He gets up on the ring. It's like he doesn't want Hogan to touch him. Yeah. Yeah, like as soon as Hogan gets near him, Jarrett gets down. He doesn't play to the crowd. He just kind of walks over to the other side. Yeah. And then... Russo kind of... tell Eggs him on. Jeff Jarrett gets in the ring. Jeff Jarrett lays down immediately. Yeah. To which... And I'll say, like... Obviously, you know, Hogan knew something. He knew about what was going to happen beforehand. The way he sells it, though, mm-hmm. he makes it look like pretty legit that he didn't. Because for years, I thought it was clearly he had no clue what was going to happen. Right. He mm-hmm. looks down at Jeff, and then he looks at Russo. Yep. And Russo immediately like, gets on the ring apron and points to Jeff Jarrett. Yep. Like, pin him. Like, just pin him. And Hogan's just... Or points to Hogan to pin him. Or, yeah, points yeah. to Hogan, yeah, to yeah. pin Jeff Jarrett. Yep. 
And Hulk Hogan does. Just, yeah, Hogan just put, Russo, puts... A, what does Russo well, toss? Well, no, he doesn't do it immediately. Yeah. Hogan's standing there, and I, I believe there you can see it where Hogan is telling Jarrett to get up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like don't do this. And then finally just puts his big boot on him and gets so the one, two, three. Let's talk about the commentary for a second. Yeah, How yeah, they yeah, react yeah. here. The commentary reaction is, of course, the bumbling kind of whoop, 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 whoop. Because one thing I don't... I have no... I have no clue how much they ran on. At times, it feels like they were, and they're really overselling it. When mm-hmm. we see later on, they're I like, "Do you so, see this? This is a script. It's yeah. not in the script." Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> they're gonna eat the script. You know what I love is that. <laughs> <laughs> like the visual. First one. <laughs> it's a first script eating match. Oh my god! I talked to Hedner. It's gotta eat the whole thing, even the stock cover. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. The staples tear my stomach lining. Right, so you gotta shit it. You know what I love is Scott Hudson is the first person to bring this up because nobody brought this up even when Hulk Hogan returned. He says, "Is this Hollywood? Is this um, ha- Halloween Havoc '99 all over again?" Because oh, yeah. he's only because this was really weird when Hogan first came back in this 2000 run. There was no mention of what happened at Halloween Havoc '99, which we just laid down for Sting in our very first episode. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Um, all right, so Madden says we are. De- he that's when he literally he actually says it. We are deviating from the script. Exposing it. Just keep on exposing, fucker. This is a shoot. Russo sucks. Chant begins. Mm-hmm. Hogan asks for a mic. Then we get his bullshit speech. The classic bullshit I love speech. It. That's this why you're doing Russo? Yes. I, I, which I'm like, obviously. <laughs> by the way, Jared, as soon as the three count, immediately oh, gets he up. rolls and out. Yep. No facial done. expression no. walks right out. Kind of looks down. I, he's looking down at the ground, too. Well, he should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I, I think... He should. Because him, this does not help anything. No. And I, and I think he is the son of a promoter. Yeah. He knows, like, you know, what are good finishes, what are bad finishes. And I think he knows even this is a... It's like Bret Hart. He's a son of a promoter. Yeah. He grew up with this. And maybe he's just selling it really well. Yeah. I, maybe he's totally fine this with it. where it's like, I don't know. what's real and what's not. Speaking of which, Tony Schiavone, in fact, says that. This is real life, folks, in his own voice. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which, it's kind of fitting here. I get it, because this is some weird shit that we're seeing. Okay. But, so we get the bullshit speech. Yeah, we get the bullshit is, speech. This is why this company is in the damn shape that it's in. Because bullshit, of bullshit, bullshit like this, which gets a, sound bite. a decent pop. Yes, it does. It gets a decent, like, like, the crowd's like, yeah, like, we're tired of this bullshit WCW crap. Tony and the commentators all say that we've been swerved. Uh, as I said, massive exposing the business. I write that all the time. It's, we all know that. Oh, and then we them. move on. We're oh, moving on to yeah. backstage. We cut to the back. Vampiro rocks or what? You know what I mean? Vampiro. He walks right by Hogan. How you doing? Hey guys, how's it going? Just got finished with this great graveyard match. Did I miss anything? Hey man, have you seen Torberg? He didn't get here. I don't know if I walked. There's no tell how it's 100 miles, 100 yards, 105 miles. Announcers, they act clue. Vampira makes his way out. Announce. Uh, they're split about what to talk about. They don't know what to focus on. And again, rightfully so. Another one of these weird things that just happened. Um, it's hard to focus on the fact that we have the ending to the graveyard match. We're having here. <laughs> Vampira gets on the mic and says the demon is dead. We get a big "We want Sting" chant from the crowd from the back. Excuse me. 
Taker means business, folks, because yes, the does. Druids come it's out. WrestleMania season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got my Druids. Watch this, Shumson and the Druids out, Swagger. <laughs> Fucking hey, man. I'll let you borrow the Druids. It's cheap. Yeah. It's real cheap. Ambrose was one. Did you know that shit? I got fucking Ambrose to be one, man. All you have to do is get a six-pack. I'll do anything you fucking want. I'll put, I put, like, I put Langston in there for you. <laughs> Jesus, that's I, a big druid. Trust me, I got a lot of dirt on that asshole. Wow. He likes to fuck you in the dumper. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think Bailey hadn't gotten called up yet? <laughs> she broke her hand. <laughs> you leave her alone. <laughs> Bailey's a saint. <laughs> All right, so the druids come out, and then uh, they're they're all in sting masks. They're all in sting yeah. masks, which is weird. They sting in a sting mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just been funny if they're all in sting masks and they're supposed to be chanting. So it's all. <laughs> Every breath you take. <laughs> it's probably me. So, Vampiro looks, he, he gets all spooked. Is it Sting? Is it not? He goes to the outside. He confronts the, the Sting druids. This is so fucked up. This is so goofy. And I'm not saying it's really the execution seems bad. We needed to do a tech rehearsal on this, it looks like, a little dress rehearsal, because yeah. this seems badly off. The coffin opens abruptly. Apparently it's Sting. I don't think that's Sting. I, I, it's hard to tell. It, it, it looks worse than the guy who dove off the Sting. It looks yeah. like Reese's Sting. Like one too many. Whoa! <laughs> 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 now, minute, I thought you meant Reese's Sting. He's like, it's, yeah, that guy's pretty big, too. It's simple. <laughs> we eat the Sting. We eat the Sting. <laughs> <laughs> There's, they don't have enough angles on this apparently. Like they have one no, camera. they got guy. one man. They got one camera guy. The Metallica music hits briefly, and Vampiro ends up in the coffin. Yeah. Yeah. The one camera that's there is so badly out of focus that we really can't see what's going on with this very well. It's apparently as uh, it's apparently Sting, but it really doesn't seem like it. Vampiro ends up in the coffin. It just it. it it's very awkward. And plus, it's unfortunate for Vampiro that he has to follow what just happened. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I like Vampiro, but I don't care about this now. No. I, I want to get back to Absolutely that. Even not. though you have all the Sting Druids pointing their bats. Which, that's a cool image, if it was a Yeah, joke. that was cool, but there was one idiot. Like, Sting, when he would point the bat, he points it at your chest. All the Druids are pointing at the chest. But there's one idiot who's pointing like this. <laughs> He's pointing. <laughs> He's singing. It's WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> hey, everyone I'm pointing to the No Mercy sign. I'm going to No Mercy. <laughs> I'm going to be in that game. I'm going to get the cover of that game. I'm fucking be there, man. <laughs> I'll be there at the gun to rain. I'm going to kill you with No Mercy. You're going to have to. <laughs> Just no mercy. <laughs> there will be no quarter. There will be no mercy. <laughs> okay. It's in your house. It's the granddaddy of the all. Sorry. The second dick, annual. Dick, 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 dick. <laughs> it's Hulk Hogan Ultimate, the Ultimate Challenge. It's no mercy. Kiss it. <laughs> Backstage, it's Mean Gene with Goldberg. 
What an interesting Goldberg. Because I'm, I'm like wondering. I've never seen Goldberg. Because uh, I didn't watch this. I've never seen Goldberg play heel. Like, oh. How would he play a heel? It's not a whole lot different. It just it's, it's a little bit more to the point. Right. Tame. Yeah. Less intensity. Yeah. And, and when he tells someone to fuck off a sure. little later on. Sure. But like in an interview, you know, he's like, are you done? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Is it, is it my turn That's all we really all. turn to speak now? Is it my line? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Yep. Yeah. I forget. Yep. Yep. He says he's going to uh, he is going to rip up Scott Hall's contract tonight after he finishes Kevin Nash, which yeah. he's already eaten it. So why not <laughs> recycle it, reduce and reuse? And close the loop. <laughs> he'll, Rob he'll, Snyder's hiding in a robot. Eat recycled contracts. He'll give it the, the diamond cutter out of the uh, the Irish whip <laughs> standing <laughs> position. Spirit. <laughs> why not? Put it into a grapevine. <laughs> Suddenly, though, Vince Russo is in the ring. Oh, with yeah. a microphone. Yeah, I, I, I wrote this one out oh. as, as close as I could. He looks uncomfortable. Hudson says it's the man, not the character. He tells everyone that he left WCW three weeks ago and didn't know if he was going to come back because from day one that he was in WCW, he had to deal with the politics backstage. He has three kids at home and doesn't need this shit. He says he came back for guys like Booker T, the Misfits in Action, the Filthy Animals. And Jeff Jarrett. There's a stable. <laughs> a stable compiled of two of There's a, there's a, there's a roster. It's an inception stable. Yeah, Russo's like resting on the ropes and he's got his head down. Yeah. yeah. And they immediately cut to the commentators. Yeah, Scott Hudson's like this. Yeah. Tony Schiavone's like this. And then this Mark Madden like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> and everyone else that gives a shit about this company. He says Hogan doesn't give a shit about this company. Booze from the crowd, then we hear. Russo says he is having to play politics with Hogan all day long. Russo he says he exercised his creative control, right. which we had Holy heard about smokes. for years at that yeah. time, and we didn't I remember not knowing what that meant. Not at all. Yeah, I had no clue. You know, because Hogan would win the world title, and then he'd go off for three or four months to shoot Thunder in Paradise. Yep. And it'd be like, we have no world champion here. You know? Right. So, yeah, it's, it's a very good shoot. Yes. Which is what it is. It was what Tony calls it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, love, I love Russo here. I still yeah. hate this. Or it heats up. It, it really yeah. heats up here. Russo says that Hogan has gone home with the belt and that we'll never see that piece of shit again. Now, this is also interesting, Dick, is what, what you said. Um, Hogan, according to the stories that we've heard about this incident. Let's see. Let's do the stories out. Cause, you want to do it later? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. okay. this is such like, a big rock of what, things. What a... Because I remember, like, if I was watching this live, I go, "What balls!" Yeah. If Hogan were to come out right now, you know, and just decimate this guy, Mm -hmm. he also says that people paid good money to come to that show tonight, and he says that the belt Hogan has is his own memorial belt. I I know that there was tongue in cheek with that. That his own, it's his own memorial belt, and it doesn't mean shit. Russo Mm -hmm. says that there is a belt for the one true champion. Who busts his ass day in and day out, and that is Jeff Jarrett. Massive booze from the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Russo says Jarrett will defend the championship tonight, however, against a guy who for 14 years has busted his ass in WCW and can't get a break because of the Hulk Hogan. Dan Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Hagar. <laughs> really? Crowd pops huge when he says it's Booker T, and they yeah. will tear this whole goddamn house down. 
I love that line. I really like that Has line. Has Booker T really been around since 86? <laughs> like, he, like, he's been around a I, long, long time. I wasn't even alive. <laughs> Jesus. I was, just, I was like, really? Like, Because Booker T, I don't remember him popping up until like the early 90s. Right. I guess maybe some of his whole career for 14 maybe. years. Mm-hmm. I don't but know. But like 14 years. He said, finally, he sends one final parting shot to Hogan and that he can kiss his ass. Gets big pops from the crowd, yeah. like you he and I were saying. That's, that's the cool thing about it. At first, they're booing the shit out of him for what he's saying, but he kind of like gets half of he the audience. He John Cena's the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I hate saying that. <laughs> man, you just turn them heel. Shit, man, that's all you do. Man, you'll be fine. Man, everyone asks, Steve turned heel at 17. Bullshit, that crowd turned heel. <laughs> that crowd turned heel is what happened. Vince McMahon turned face. That's what happened. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right. Apology. Um, and, all right, so that's the button. All right, so go ahead, Jason. Go and give your, your spiel. Because I, I agree with Charlie. I love this promo. Here, I this is why this. I don't like it. Is I was, was watching the, when this happened. I was watching it. Like, I don't, stuff like this doesn't belong in front of the camera. Right. Like, I, it really does. I mean, like, well, you I know, exposing the business. I disagree with you. Exposing the business jokes aside, it, it doesn't. Coming out saying this kind of stuff, and About it's not to de- Hulk Hogan. well, it's not just to defend Hulk Hogan, but just I mean anybody that's wrestling. I mean, you don't have movies in the middle of movies where the director just walks up and goes, "Yeah, this motherfucker Channing Tatum or whoever just and lays out." <laughs> <laughs> and John Peters wanted to bring in a fucking spider. <laughs> John fucking Peters. Look at, I was Superman with goddamn polar bears guarding his house. Yeah. What the hell is this shit? Thank movie, you, Kevin Smith. Then the, movie, then the movie died, and then I go see Wild Wild West, and there's that fucking spider. And I'm yeah. like, I bet that John Peters motherfucker he, Sean, a spider. Sean Penn as the eyes of a killer. I'm Booger. It's my yard. I got killer eyes, Man, bitch. I don't get a lot of days off. <laughs> Oh, when I do, I like to go to the cinema and enrich my... Sarah. 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 <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but it, that's part of it. And then some of the other stuff that happens. Like, this is where... what reason why I hate it so bad is because there's that blur. Is this really happening? Is this supposed to happen? Because from this point on, the commentators are, are just... Total pricks to Hogan. Any mention of him? Scott Hudson oh, calls yeah. him Hollywood scum. Hogan. Um, well, DDP. I, I missed that. From remember when DDP would do the Hollywood scum Hogan? Like which is Hollywood scum <laughs> Hogan? Yeah, Sorry. it's like bad, but that's that's what would happen. It, it like I mean they just turn into just like yeah, you guys should hate Hulk Hogan because none of these people are we we're failing almost we're failing WCW is failing and it's Hulk Hogan's fault. That's what I felt this was trying to do. And then, I mean, it's great. Like, it, there is a lot of passion where Vince is like, that's right. I don't, but I felt like he was trying to get himself, not the character, but himself, credibility because WCW was not where he told yeah. him it was going to be and blame Hogan for it. It's, it's not fair because Hogan is the reason WCW became mainstream. But it, it, it comes to a point, and it always did back in the day, and it has, it is now with Cena, where you. Stay long enough to like boost the profile of a company and yourself, or you stay so long that you actually outlive or outstay, overstay your welcome. Overstay your well, what's welcome. What's that? What's is it? And Batman? Hmm? You is it Batman? Where that? I will not die? say that. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, 
That's such a horrible line. <laughs> you live long enough to see yourself become. Oh, oh my god! I'm like, how long have you been keeping that one on the back burner? I'm sorry, that, that movie has some shitty lines. <laughs> it, it really, it's does. been seven years. Man, the fuck seven you. year anniversary. Oh fuck you, yeah. man! Just hey, get, I remember. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I, they yeah. released a mediocre Batman movie, and everyone just yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Oh man, there, no one should ever play the Joker again oh. because it's iconic. Oh fuck you! No, but no, but it's true though. Hogan in six years, he's he he put WCW on the map right. essentially and gave WWE real competition to the and then he stayed so long that he actually starts hurting the company. Yeah. So I, I get where they're coming from, but you're right. You know, I mean, you it's... don't you don't do this to not just an employee, but Hulk Hogan who. Is the reason that we still you made so much money? I mean, if he just waited fifteen more years, Hogan would have shot himself in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> Two points to to it: the exposing the business part is not necessary. I agree, and it's like with what Booker we heard in our intro, like you know, Booker says, like you know, it's not not meant for the fans. And I agree with that. I do like his passion of saying that, like you know, like just his vitriol towards Hulk Hogan because it is true. Well, this he is had the opportunity. Exactly. It, it, oh, yeah. it really is. I'm sorry. I'm because going through this timeline, I'm pissed off as hell that Billy Kidman like is right. gone, gone, eradicated after it was an opportunity. Again, maybe he doesn't win the feud. I get it. I, wins and losses don't matter. But he looks but, strong. Yeah, that's exactly. the, that's what, what right. he doesn't. But he should. Right. The second to your point about him getting himself over basically and, and shuffling the blame. He's very, very good at, sh- at yes, moving blame around. Like, there are some things, obviously, that are not in his control that contributed to the downfall, but at the same time, a lot of it is on you because you are the head of it. And no matter what, you know, whatever wins and, 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 and losses there are with companies, it comes down to who's at the top is the person who's held the most responsible. So that part I agree. There is some shuffling there. So now let's get into how did... What if this is uh, what's myth? What's legend? What's I tried to look at all it different goes angles. From work to shoot mm-hmm. to shoot. That's okay. what I was always uh, read. So in the intro, we hear Russo talk. We we heard him talking, and what his side of the story is that they had sat around, they had talked about who who do we who should get the belt, Booker T. And this was when Ever. prior to Bash of the Beach, who is somebody who we should put the belt on, Booker so T. So Jeff Jarrett should. Walk out of this match as the winner against Hulk Hogan, and then drop the belt to Booker T at some point down the line. Well, I hope Booker T ain't beating okay. Hogan. No, no. Well, see, here's here's the here's the. Sorry, uh, he's beating him today. That's for it. sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming for you. Uh, but <laughs> the thing is, the the he's, the, com- he's coming for you. Yeah, he's coming for you. For, I've never heard that. You never heard that? No, I'm not it's, familiar with your work, sir. <laughs> is that all there is to it, or is there more? Yeah, but <laughs> at some point prior, like. He wants, and it sounds like he wanted Booker to get the belt at Bash somehow. He wanted Booker to get the the belt at Bash at the beach. I don't know fully what the the idea was if everything went according to plan. Is that why the Hogan Jarrett match was booked to be before the match at the beach? I think it was more so he wanted Jarrett to go over on Hogan to then set up Jarrett and Booker probably at New Blood Rising. That makes more sense then. Mm -hmm. But he goes to Hogan. Hogan wants the belt at Bash of the Beach. He wants to use his creative control to get the belt. Bischoff goes back to what everyone had voted on. They wanted Booker T to get the belt. He's like, you're not getting it. You're not getting the belt. So he writes up the creative for it, you know, which is going to be Jarrett going over. Um, they take it to, to Hogan. Hogan says, nope. 
And again, very similar. Remember the Bret Hart with Montreal? Like, all, what are all the different scenarios we can do to make this work? Mm-hmm. So eventually, like, the way, like, Russo's able to break it down. Like, he has a smart way of, anytime, like, he ran into the creative resistance with other wrestlers, too, he found a way to use it to try and get out of it. And a lot of times it didn't come across the best, but it was, you know, maybe it was his only way out. But the way out he finds here is him and Hogan agree, okay, so fine, you get the belt, but Jarrett's going to lay down, go ahead and take it, go off camera in a huff, you're pissed. You've got the belt. That was a work? Yes. That part, that was. part was a work. Because the idea was he's going to take that belt, go off for some amount of time with Bischoff, uh-huh. and then he's going to come. to be the real world champion? Yep. Well, see, look, somebody had to vomit. It's, is it my cat? My cat vomited? Yeah, she can't stand this angle either. <laughs> oh, we put on the glasses? Oh. Uh-huh. God dang. Uh-huh. Give that sample back to the lab there, Charlie. So, all right. <laughs> So everything, every everyone is on the same Wait. page with it. Everybody's all on the same page with it because the idea is, when Booker gets the belt, Hogan can come back with his belt, and we can have an undisputed championship match. So the the, the little promo that, that Hogan was the tied. idea. So wait, the well, CM Punk storyline. They were gonna oh, do the. Jesus. So uh, the little promo that Hogan cut was a work, where he said this. That's why this company yes. is in mm-hmm. the shape that it's in. So here's where it goes off the rails. Hogan no knew. Hogan knew, apparently, that Russo was going to come out, cut a promo. What he didn't know is how scathing it would be and how personal it got. Because, and again, so like... Russo claimed to be okay with, with, with what they were going to do. Well, it was more so Hogan was okay with what Russo's idea then was going to be. That, like, Jared's going to lay down, you're going to get the belt, Russo go away. wasn't completely honest with what he was going to say. I, and see, what I don't know, what, what I'm not sure about, and I don't, it doesn't seem like something Russo is probably going to admit one way or the other, but I, I, I don't think it was disclosed exactly what he was going to say in the promo. Mm-hmm. I think it was more so, well, it's just going to be assumed that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get massive heat on you, I'm going to bury you or whatever. I don't think Hogan anticipated was going to be to the degree that Russo did it. I didn't do a job. I tried to like you know go for it as much line for line, but you can watch and you can see where like their points where it gets very very sticking mm-hmm. about Hulk Hogan and WCW and wrestling and everything. So what happens then is we see Hulk Hogan again, obviously because he left. Yes, Bischoff and left this, too, and and he leaves with him. And Russo finds out later that Hogan is livid over what he said, and that which leads to a lawsuit from Hogan for. Defamation. That's why I was like uh, character defamation. Did Hogan win that lawsuit? A lot of these lawsuits that go into into court do not pan out because every you know the court's like. (laughs) And isn't it ironic that the Gawker trial now is what led to Mm -hmm. what's come out now? Him. Do they even have a hundred million dollars? No, they say they're gone. Like if it if that thing goes the way it's supposed to, if Hogan wins it, basically they're done. That's a separate thing. But it's funny. It's it's ironic because it's the same thing where. You end up doing this lawsuit, and it leads to this unintentional development. But nevertheless, Hogan is gone. We never get that payoff because of what Russo ended up saying. That's where everything changes in that mm-hmm. one promo. So that's what killed WCW because all the potential investors from this point on that lawsuit's lingering. That's something they're going to have to deal How with. How much is Hogan asking for? I don't know any dollar amounts. I know there's. Um, I saw sure there was it's a, a lot. Oh yeah, more than he should be asking for. Probably. So that's what makes this very interesting. But nevertheless, it sets up a very, very interesting uh, match later on, like a true main event, which I was so excited for. Trying to like think about it as if I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Thinking about it in the moment, how awesome would that be to see Jarrett and Booker go for the belt? So that was always the plan, Jarrett and Booker. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it was the it was def, it was the plan for that night, yes, so that mm-hmm. Booker could get the belt. Oh, definitely. Okay. So that's why, like, I think Booker's. So the commentators were full of shit when they said that this was off the off the page. Right. That's I, where that part because that's part of what made it worse is like all their their they oversell it. They yeah. oversell it way too much. Where oh, Madden's more than happy to do it. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. He's just happy to he buries everybody. He didn't give a shit. So let's all right. So. Um, getting back to because we have now the video package for Goldberg and Nash. As we said, Nash is fighting for Scott for whatever reason. Scott Hall's contract for WCW to bring him back, which is interesting because you know we know Scott Hall is not coming back yet. They are using his likeness in the video package, his name. So it's like it's almost like a troll, <laughs> like to tease Scott guys, Hall's coming. Well, we back. know he's do, not. Coming do you guys back remember at all then the Thunder where they tried to call and interview him and? Scott Hall never picked up the phone because he wasn't there because he was so out of his apparently like on a bender or whatever. I, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he just wasn't home, but he didn't give a shit. Why would they to, even air that? Like, Thunder was taped <laughs> to make it look worse. Oh so. my god. Okay, so Wolfpack music hits for Nash and he passes Steiner in the hallway, <laughs> doing what Steiner does. He's like, Watch my back. I'm kind of busy. Yeah, Steiner, get in the game. I am in the game. <laughs> Game's right here. Yeah. Nash, I put in quotation marks, hustles to the ring. Yeah, that's just this. This is so god awful. This part because it's like I'm, I'm serious. I'm fighting for my friend. Yet you're gonna take your sweet fucking time. Have no look of intensity. Goldberg enters and takes the contract to the announce table for safekeeping. It's yeah, awesome. I love that. that. Very physical matches are big knees from Nash, big right hands from Goldberg. Goldberg hits one of his standing sidekicks early. Yep. I hate seeing that spot. I don't gets, gets big, big heat from the crowd. Nash answers with a choke slam out of nowhere. Steiner comes out to watch Nash's back. Did you guys, were you guys, uh, you guys thinking, did you think? Well, no. Uh, any preconceived notions? No. Because yeah, okay. it was like, why? Why? Okay. I don't like the way Goldberg's taking Nash's uh, elbows. You know, the camera's oh. like part of the problem, but like he'll like he pushes Goldberg against the turnbuckle, and Goldberg just turns his head and waits for it. You know, just elbowing. You know, okay, <laughs> it looks lazy. All right, so but yeah, I no did not see that coming. Nat or uh, Goldberg misses a um, a spear into the turnbuckle. Nash so bad. Oh yeah, and they try to cover for it too. Well, you know, he there's, pat, there's padding there, but there's steel. <laughs> There's steel behind, as my dad used to say. Oh, into the pillow. <laughs> but uh, have we seen Kevin Nash's choke slam yet? Oh, I've never seen Kevin Nash do it. Oh no, no, no! Did we see it last month? I think we. I can't remember if we did or not. Because I think he started pulling out Scott Hall's bits. Yeah, because Scott Hall used to do the choke slam, right. to make fun of Giant. But Kevin Nash's so choke good. slam. Well, you know, Kevin Nash. He's one of those stereotypically big wrestlers that uh, always did big guy moves that we used to make fun of. Like every big guy does a sidewalk slam. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Right. But but the one that he never did was a choke slam. No, and he all never of a sudden did. Suddenly he breaks it out, and of course, since he's a big guy, it looks really good. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Nash sets up for the power bomb. Steiner in a swerve turns on Nash. Didn't see it coming, man. Nash boots him out of the way. Goldberg spear, then a jackhammer for the win. Horrible jackhammer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Horrible. No yeah. delay. I mean, it's just no delay. He doesn't even land on him when he when he flips his body over and just. Goldberg mm. gets his win back finally from Starcade '98. Hall's contract is torn up. 
And what began in 1996 is now over. A very interesting finish based on... The first end of an era match. <laughs> the time on this 528, which I'm fine with. Just, you know, these two guys, I, I don't know this what... This is a garbage match. Oh, yeah, terrible. Steiner and Goldberg pound fists. So weird. <laughs> yeah. That's hey, final solution. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even team. think of it. Yeah, I did. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, when we used to play Revenge, mm-hmm. what was always Scott Steiner and I was Goldberg, and we figured out, hey, both these guys are Jewish. Let's get really offensive with this. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it would come out because I'd always have Scott Steiner with the sunglasses. Yeah. Period. No, and then Steiner would. What was would, our finishing move? Well, you would whip a guy into the ropes. <laughs> this was so stupid. He would whip him into the ropes, and then he would. Will would do a leapfrog, <laughs> and the guy would go under, and then I'd spear him. <laughs> that and, was our finish. And, and it was called the final solution. What a <laughs> terrible. Yeah, so terrible. Scott Steiner leapfrogging. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, like, not the bat on the mat. He does a leapfrog. And every once in a while, just for fun, I would do the, um, I, I would do the uh, the Frankensteiner just for the, just because yeah. it's hilarious to look at. To look at Big Papa Pump, not but, Scott Steiner. <laughs> do a Frankensteiner. It looks weird. Yeah. Um,. I agree with you. It was a shit oh, match. Man. And I'm just I glad it didn't go too long. Me 528, too. you know, just get it in and get it out. But, but why? Huh? I mean, not that. Why? I mean, you just had like a really big face moment for Steiner earlier when the authority figure strips you of your championship for doing your move unprovoked. It's not like you've hurt anybody with it and you do it anyways. Oh, right. And then all of a sudden. I'm a heel now. I'm, I'm a heel. And because not just like, well, I'm with this person, you with someone that is aligned with the same authority. That that authority figure is. I thought of that too. Really stupid. It's WCW. In the back, Mean Gene with Booker T. It's a quick promo to the point. Nothing. I like mm. it though. Yeah. Opportunity is knocked is basically the the button on that one or the the theme of it. The announcers are still trying to rationalize some more. Again, this is where I said they're overselling it a little yep. bit. Back to botch buffer. <laughs> Man, the the crowd. I love them for this because they they are booing his bullshit. Oh yeah, you know, and 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 I love the way Buffer caps it off. It's it's time again that we are ready to rumble. And I'm like, oh, you, God, he he just seems like in the dark. Booker makes a very very emotional entrance. It looks like you know you can tell like that guy's he is pumped for this match. Uh, Jared enters with the championship, so and he's, he's just, in Jared mode. Oh yeah, yeah. back like, to Jared oh, mode. This is the show. Uh, Tony actually said it's the most fun he's ever had, which we've heard, I think, a few times. Have you noticed in 2000? I've heard him say this. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's lying to himself. Who are you trying to like explain this to? All right, so, so they start fighting, and I wanted to know if you want if you noticed this, but it, I've never seen this before in wrestling in my life. Uh, all wrestling mats are mic'd, you know, so that they sound louder when they hit. Did it sound like the mics went out because there was a slam, but no noise? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. happened a few times on. Some of their for, oh really? I've I've never because I made it. that reference. There was the corner that had no sound, like an entire pay per view, mm-hmm. and it was just because they get over there and every like stuff just looks so bad if you can't hear it. No, oh yeah, it looks like a house show, or uh, you know, go. To oh no, I was, no, no, I was no, letting no, you guys go. I was. Oh no, that that's it. Because like, the, the the sound comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after I, like thirty seconds, thank God, because a, a wrestling match without mic mats mm-hmm. is not good. This sound or mic placement in these shows has been so oh, it's all over the board. It's it's it. I'm still it confused ranges. about the graveyard match. About uh, it had to be a set yeah, because <laughs> because I'm like, is this a cordless camera that they're filming this with? I'm like, because that cameraman was all over the place. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, 
Is it carrying the cords? <laughs> <laughs> there was an entire team of firefighters to hold on. We need more extensions. To echo Rooster's line that they tear the house down is very applicable to this thing. This match is physical and, the crowd's and it's hot. kinetic. Mm-hmm. I love. This is a good one on a good brawl on the outside. Because did you notice your 2000 selfie guy that goes through the door and doesn't come back? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He takes a selfie with a freaking Polaroid. <laughs> <laughs> and he's running as he's doing it. He's trying to get in the shot with Jared and and Booker, and he goes through the door, <laughs> and we never see him again. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> they just get that there's someone beats it. It's Florida. Oh, they eat his face, and they take. His disposable camera. The announce table takes a beating courtesy mm. of a pile driver by Jared, but the oh, table doesn't, doesn't break. break. Looks rough. Devastating. Booker battles back in the ring, but Jared slows the action with a sleeper. It's a battle of the sleepers here. Right? It is. Booker reverses into one of his own. Jared drops him on. Um, on then he's setting up for the figure four. Mm-hmm. Booker gets a roll up for a two. Jared right back to the figure four. Booker this time powers out of it. He cuts him off and goes back to work in the knee. The crowd explodes for the axe kick and the spinaroonie. Mm-hmm. They come unglued. Bad axe kick, though. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he, he had, Yeah. Big uh, spine buster for, I mean, two and three quarters. Oh, it was close. close. It was mm-hmm. really close. Booker misses a Harlem sidekick, or a sidekick, Jared, back in control. We get a ref bump, which is always scary in these type of matches. I always see it coming. What? I, I hate this ref bump, too. He throws him out of the corner, and then the ref just gets back into that corner. <laughs> yep. Oh, here. Uh, yep. Oh, I'm supposed to be hit. Jared grabs the belt, goes for a belt shot. Booker ducks it, boots him, and nails him with the belt himself. I don't like that. I yeah. know. I think he should have had a Roddy Piper WrestleMania 8 moment where he was going to hit him with the belt and then decided not. That would have been nice. I, I don't like Booker using the belt in this He match. covers Jarrett while groggy Billy Silverman crawls over for the uh, for another near fall. The crowd just eating it it's up with these near falls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Low blow by Jarrett. Jarrett plants a chair in the corner, which is always fun, because it's better when you do it early in the match. You're like, oh, what did they You forget about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Booker reverses, and he's the one who ends up, sm- yep, ends up smashing Jarrett's head into it instead for another near count. Um, Jared hits. I mean, it's like his third or fourth low blow of the match. It feels like he just loves. Well, he's also running out of guitars. (laughs) (laughs) He gives Silverman the stroke, which I'm. Guess there's no DQ, (laughs) but but rope break for some reason happens. (laughs) Jared gets the guitar and goes the top rope. What was the plan? Not a good idea. Booker catches him and hits a bookend. Slick Johnson with new pants. With new pants. That's right. Counts the one, two, three, and Booker T becomes the new WCW World Heavyweight Champion. An extremely emotional finish to a program that I, I, it's just it's just wild. Thirteen forty on this match. What did you guys think up. of this match? It's a good match. It was it was okay. It it, it I didn't hate it. It's, it's a, I, I give it a two and a half. Uh, I, I like the final two minutes a lot because mm-hmm. it's it's very suspenseful. I thought like everything leading up to it, like there's too many sleepers. Do you think it, that matches for the first time someone's going to win a belt are should be to a higher standard? Always. Or, but which I know which is unrealistic to think WCW could live up to it. I think this is uh, arguably the second best world title match I've seen. Uh, like it's 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 pretty damn good. But I, I just I, I wish 
the, fir the first half had been booked, but we've already been to the outside. We've already been over to that mm -hmm. door. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, that I didn't one like door. seeing that repeated. And I don't like when they, when even WWF does this, when they just beating each other up on the outside and then they grab the guy. They do the cat. And let's let's walk around for a little while. Well, it's like you know when you when a, right. when you grab a cat and you grab by the back of the skin of its yeah. head, like they just freeze up. Wrestlers do the same thing. Like, oh, you're gonna drag me twenty yards? Okay, yeah. I'm defenseless. I don't like Jeff Jarrett using the stroke on the ref. I, I don't quite understand why he did that unless it was desperation, like trying to right. get himself DQ'd, which is optional. At That's logical. I, I could see that being logical. Yeah, it just. Yeah, and you know, plus missing the axe kick, you know, and Jared having to sell it. Hell, even Booker, who is wonderful at drop kicks, he does a drop kick spot to Jared and misses him by a mile. I think he's nervous. He could very well be. Booker T is, is not. Oh, I mean, he's ready to yeah. win the world title, but he hasn't been in big profile matches. No, you we've know. clearly diagrammed his. Oh yeah, uh, series of matches and. He, he was is, G.I. Bro last month. Yeah. This right. is the closest I remember him. I mean, like, he gets it, but the closest before this was on a Nitro, there was a, a four-corner match with Luger, the Giant, Booker T, and Stevie Ray. They were It's like a one-on-one-on-one, -on -one -on -one, and they were fighting for who got to face Hogan at Hog Wild. That next wasn't week. Stevie Ray, was it? No. <laughs> But it was like, because you have like, because this is when Luger and the Giant were a tag team, and then Harlem Heat were. We they, want the belt, sucker. Yeah, they we're were coming still for you, there. brother. Yeah, they were. They were there as a unit, and I remember that Booker T almost won. He got this close pin. Then the Giant knocks Booker T silly, and for some reason tags Luger in to get the win. And Luger gets Booker T to tap to the torture rack before then. I don't like those kinds of matches yeah. either because it's like, why would you ever tag out? Right. Yeah. I don't care how bad you're beaten up. Don't ever tag out. Right. Yeah. I think it's a match though with it's one of those where the, you forget about some of the the things that you really scrutinize in a match, and mm -hmm. you then look at like. I'm sorry, WrestleMania 18 has a match that is given five stars for no reasons that have to do with ring work whatsoever. On Rock and Hogan? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing that's the about... The best crowd. Yeah. Probably still my favorite crowd reactions in a match. Absolutely. But I, I think it goes to show that like in this match, I, I think it's based on what we had just seen. Is like, man, we needed to see something that was really, really just like a, just a barn burner, just an energetic type of match. And granted... It's got the energy. It mm -hmm. does. And I think that carries to make this match sure. probably better than what it should be, based on what you said. There are a lot of things that you know don't come off very yeah, well. I can, I can let it go because, like I said, those last two minutes. You know, oh I, my! I knew how it ended, but I was still like, oh, oh, great time for a two count. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, one thing that's great about it, I don't. If your expectation in the year two thousand, when this was coming up, if you were a real devoted WCW fan, you're buying the pay per view. It's like, I'm gonna get this Jarrett and Hogan match. And it's like, Booker T comes out the world champion. Yeah. What he was he was in a a, a mid-card match against Canyon like, earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, believable. See, and I think that's a better match. Oh Booker God, T, Booker T versus Canyon. I well, think it's, it's, that's so, probably the match. It's a little of more in his wheelhouse in terms of expectations. It's a mid-card match but that Canyon's you know, a better worker. Where he, he's a better worker, absolutely. Um, but I this. Oh, it's very uplifting. Is, it, it actually feels like they turn a corner. They re like, it's this, it really does. It was the same feeling I felt after like um, Uncensored or Sold Out. Was it like remember Sold Out yeah. when Benoit won it? Where it felt mm -hmm. like we know there's been some shit that's gone down backstage. We don't have Bret Hart anymore. Jarrett's injured. He couldn't even be here. Uh, we don't we don't have Russo anymore. But we got a new generation. Damn it, we're mm -hmm. gonna make something happen. It feels that way. I almost wish, in a way, that this was it. The end. 
Oh, yeah. End it here. It's the series finale. <laughs> because as we're going to see, Booker gets booked oh. horribly um, this is, going forward. This is what WWE keeps doing now, like once a year. Where it's like, oh, Daniel Bryan's the champion. This is going to be wonderful. Nah, it sucks. CM Punk. Longest reigning champion uh, since what? What Diesel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's uh, no, it's it's fucking horrible because he's never gonna main event. He's never, he will never main event. Dogs, the dogs were just chiming in a little bit. Yeah. See, hey, no, that's okay. I agree. We we all agree. The Matt, hey, I know he missed the axe it's kick. Charlie weird. just said it. He missed it. You, you Ke- underestimated how big of a CM Punk fan Rocky is here. Kevin Owens beats John Cena clean. Oh, it's well, we're great. No, you're going to lose twice in a row. Okay. Rusev loses four pay-per-views in a row. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it keeps almost happening. Like, like uh, this pay-per-view yeah. for WWE, but they just keep squandering it. Um, one, uh, let's, so, let's, let's tackle this. Overall, this pay-per-view... People put this one so far down their list of, of the good ones to the bad ones. This one gets listed as a very bad pay-per-view because of what we saw with the Russo-Hogan-Jarrett bit earlier. Do you think this pay-per-view is as bad as people ever ever told you it was if you hadn't seen it? It's not as bad as, as it is, but as like where I tweeted out, that moment makes it like the way an, an, ex, an ex-girlfriend can ruin a really good song. Because you think about that's what comes to mind when you see it or hear it is that moment alone, and it kind of overshadows the rest of the stuff. I mean, it's a great watch. It's a great watch. Chuckster. I think this is the second best pay-per-view we've seen on this uh, show. Okay. I have three matches that I gave three out of five on. Uh, Chronic Perfect Event. Um, what else? What Canyon else? Booker, I bet. Canyon Booker and Hoovy and, and Lieutenant Loco. Uh, and I, I like how he calls Chavo. it Jack Loco here. Jack now. Loco, man. How the hell are you? Uh, Booker and Jarrett's two, two and a half. It's almost a good I, And you make good points. I agree. With, I agree. As a, yeah. I, the show, I think, started off a lot better than how it kind of devolved into the, in the middle. Goldberg Nash trash. I don't think this... I think this is almost as good as sold out. Uh, almost. It, it's missing... If Booker and Jarrett had been better, Probably. Um, I had such a good time watching this pay per view. I had, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I would I would definitely recommend this show. Absolutely. I ended up like at first I was like oh, I thought you were full of shit. You did, I know oh, I, I like, know you did. No so yeah, was the, I texted you like, dude, this pay per view is brilliant. I'll tell you why. And you're like, stay off the Hennessy, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, so no, no, no. this is why I think this pay per view is so unintentionally brilliant. This is Bash. This is Bash at the Beach, two thousand. Four years before that, it's a one-match show. I don't remember anything else from Bash at the Beach '96, and I don't think anyone. Most people don't either, except the diehards probably. The crutch of that show is the WCW stalwarts are taking on these outsiders. These guys who are coming in. And what a great storyline! It was mm-hmm. Luger, Sting, and Savage. Like Luger gets shotgun to the face within two minutes, and he's out for the rest of the match. It's hilarious, and his Sting makeup and all. It's awesome. But and then <laughs> Sting makeup. He puts Sting makeup on. Somehow manages to suck more. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going back and forth. The outsiders still seem to have this upper hand, and then Hogan comes out right, and it all is going to be well. All is going to be well. The great Hulkster drops the leg on Savage. Screw you, WCW. 
the new world organization. <laughs> organization. <laughs> so I, Do you remember how unthinkable that was? Yeah. You know, because we talked about yeah. it with Cena all the time. Oh, if he would just turn heel. We never said that with Hogan because it was un, It was truly unthinkable. Truly unthinkable. That, that Hulk Hogan would ever turn heel. And to hear that they even did it, you know, right. and Hogan was such a good heel. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like a fun... A phenomenal heel. You're like, you know, yeah, that AFI list of the 100 best villains and the 100 best heroes. If you did it for and, wrestling, well, the only the only uh, character that's on there in both lists is Terminator. Terminator. Mm-hmm. Hogan is the same. Same. Hogan was arguably the greatest heel of all time. I, I really think that, and the greatest baby face. Yeah. And it was perfect. So the next four years, and probably for the first two years, it's really solid NWO storyline. I don't right? remember '97 Bash, but I do remember '98. Right. Yeah. But we have NW and NWO really runs well probably until the schism to where you have red and then you have NWO white. You Which know, it, I just found out why that happened. Yeah, Nash didn't want I, I <laughs> did not know that. The Nash and Hogan were not getting along. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's what yeah. we'll do. We'll create two NWOs. But after that, yeah, of course, is when you. it really starts to go downhill. And obviously, the, the NWO 2000 was a bust because of injury, for the most part, really killed that off. So how fitting is it, four years later, there are two major things that happen in this pay-per-view. One... The outsiders are finally killed off forever. Yeah. The mm. guys that started this shit four years ago You're are right. killed off forever. And how is it? They get screwed. They get stabbed in the back by a guy they thought there was their ally, but he's actually a WCW guy. And Hogan. And Hogan. Yeah. And, and, and what should have been his greatest moment. And we think is he ends up getting he ends up getting screwed over, yeah. just like WCW got screwed over by him four years ago. Character, not necessarily. You also got to think about six years ago. Hogan's first match was yeah. at a bash, and his last match was at a bash. Yeah, and Hogan beat Ric Flair, and it was a good match. It was the match we all wanted to see, and the crowd exploded. Half of them actually, or about sixty percent, because there's a lot of old school WCW fans yeah. in that mm-hmm. crowd. Yeah, that love Ric Flair. Yeah, but. It is very fitting. It is a cool. symmetric. It, it raises the it's profile a, of this paper. It, it's and, and again, like I don't think they intended on it. Like I don't no. think at all. Like it, these it, are. It, it is an accident. It it is a perfect bookend to how their w, the WCW really the rise in '96 happens. Despite their best efforts, they came out with a pretty good. Match. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I I was so enamored with that. I was like, that is so cool because it is true. There are no more outsiders. They're gone forever. Nash is still around, but there will never be a Scott Hall, and Hulk Hogan will never be seen again. So it is done. If only now this was the point when things just really could have been elevated. Like, we're going to get the new guys up. We're going to get them into good spots. Finally embrace it. And instead, like, you're gonna, we're going to see where they... It's There are a lot of sputters and stops and things of that nature and whatever, but... This is ab- almost the 15th anniversary of yeah. this pay-per-view. Because this yeah. was in, what, this is what, July 9th? This is July pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, yeah, that's well, it. Yeah, so, yeah, 15 years later and... Uh, awesome. Yeah, still talking about it, and it's still very relevant. Wow, I'm good glad show. I was good really, show. I was really happy getting to not only talk about this one but get to it, especially yeah. compared to Great American Bash. Yeah. Oh it's my god. Probably the worst show ever. Yeah. And then this comes along, and it's like, God, this is fun. So Pete pay- Torbert is still in that grave. <laughs> so next pay per view that we're going to cover is fitting enough. It's the New Blood Rising pay per view. And uh, I, it's not for quality. Oh my! <laughs> and what's what's funny is like is 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 as good as this turned out against their better wishes. Yeah, 
despite their best efforts. Well, their best efforts succeed in the next month. You aim for the ground, you'll hit it. What we're going to do, our next episode, though, Pierre, will be, um, we're going to, we've seen the exit. We talked about the exit of Bret Hart when his career was finished off by Goldberg, unfortunately. But now the Hulk Hogan has exited. Should be time to talk about the legacy of the Hulkster in WCW, not WWF, just from when he came in at that bash, yeah, all the way to the end. And we can talk about the comparisons from his his WWF run to his WCW run. Absolutely, they're the same but wildly different. Yeah, Mm -hmm. at the same time, yeah. So that's the show this week. This podcast is part of the OSW Podcast Network. So please go to piledriverwrestling.net to check those out. I am William Rankin. I'm at William Rankin 83 on Twitter. I'm at the Jason Keesler. I'm going to go stop your cat from eating candy. Well, go for it. <laughs> and I am at CM underscore stabs. Thank you. Podcast is at New Blood Pod on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. If you look up the podcast, we are on Facebook, the New Blood Rising Podcast. So go ahead and check it out there. Keep sending the emails, sending the feedback. We've got, of course, the New Blood Rising pay per view. And then we're still looking ahead 20th anniversary Nitro. So uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Hulk Hogan, WCW Legacy.